Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the Eagles in Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today and a high of 43. Tonight, cloudy. But then as the evening develops, it's going to get real rainy. In fact, overnight showers, lower 33. And that rain continues throughout tomorrow. High of 43. Currently 30 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Local comedian Marty Caproni, the uh, the godfather of Springfield comedy, is going to be here later on uh, this morning. Got a lot of shows coming up, not only around this area, but all over the place. So we'll be talking to Marty a little bit later on today. And some other stuff, too. Just about 536 in Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5. Friday. Oh, jeez. Oh, hey. Slow down there, pal. What's happening Friday? I don't even know. Friday. I'm the last person to know. Anyway, uh, I can tell you this. Uh, (laughs) You can't tell me anything. What time is it? It is exactly 5.50 in the morning. And who was that that just sang? Uh, That would have been Pink Floyd. There you go. Thank you. And uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 43 tomorrow. Uh, rain mixed in with sleet by the evening, which is going to be a big giant mess, and a high of 43. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, Steve, what do you say we hop into some yeah, Hollywood yeah, trash yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Nagel and Rock 102? Uh, Simon Cowell got in a second e-bike crash and broke his left arm. He's healing at home. He was going 20 miles per hour, slipped on a wet road, and went flying over his handlebars, all without wearing a helmet. And we learned nothing from the first time around. Well, I guess the helmet wouldn't have done him any good anyway. He broke his arm. If yeah, he had a you... helmet on, what's the difference? But still, you know, if I got involved in a major bicycle crash, mm-hmm. like a Dan Williams, yeah, I wouldn't get back on a bicycle again. You wouldn't? Not at his age. I always, again, I, I'll bring this up anytime anybody mentions Dan Williams. On the back of his vehicle, he's got those stick figure families. Yeah. Right? Right. And it says, screw your stick figure family and a car running them all over. And uh, I said, that's kind of ironic that the guy who got hit by a truck on a bicycle yeah. would put that sticker on his vehicle. But you know what Dan also has in his vehicle? What? All these stickers uh, basically honoring the Marine Corps, of which Dan was a member of the well, Marines. That, that's which, neither here nor there. Right? Well, he can be proud. I'm proud of him that he was a Marine. I'm just talking about how ironic it is no, that no, a no. guy who was hit by a vehicle. Follow my point here. As a Marine, he got hit by a truck. That truck should have just bounced right off his chest. But but it didn't. It put him in the hospital for six to eight weeks, and I know. But it is come back to work for six to eight pr- months. But in his prime, <laughs> that truck would have been much worse shape than Dan. That's what I'm saying. Uh, R. Kelly tested positive for COVID-19 while in federal jail in Brooklyn. So a judge is giving him a two-week extension to file an appeal for his September conviction for federal racketeering. Kelly was convicted of having sex with underage girls and bribing a state employee to create a fake ID so he could marry Aaliyah. Uh, Kelly's lawyer said his COVID diagnosis, quote, interfered with his ability to speak with counsel by telephone. Really? You can't pick up the phone when you got COVID? Well, as most of you know, he's not been known for a lot of social distancing. Yeah, he usually likes to get right up in people. Real close. Yeah. Yeah, not uh, not so much about, you know what, if he had stayed six feet away from everybody over the last 20 years, he probably wouldn't be in jail today. That's true. It's a bit of coincidence, though, that he's been behind bars since 2019 when he's arrested. So basically the entire pandemic, and he's just now catching COVID. 
I mean, that's, that's, that's just a speculation, I guess. Yeah, it I sneaks mean, right up on you, though. But think about it. We we went through all of COVID, uh, being around all these schlubs uh, that listen to us uh, many times, and uh, none of us got COVID until Christmas. Yeah, we were already away from people. Yeah, it's crazy. You'll figure that. Uh, I, I can only imagine his life in jail, though. R. Kelly, like, you get some guy coming up to you and like, hey, man, you want some of that toot toot? <laughs> My boy here is going to give you some of that beep, beep. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's very popular. Obviously, the, the the elephant in the room is Tom Brady. We'll talk more about this uh, at a different time. Yeah, probably all week long. But uh, Giselle Bunchton wrote a tribute to Tom in which she called him the most dedicated, focused, and mentally tough person I have ever met. And the best person to never mention the team he was with for 22 years in his initial tire review statement. Well, you know, Steve, as I mentioned the view from the couch, um, you know, brain farts can happen all the time, especially to yeah. men who have reached a certain age. I'm not sure that's quite a brain fart. More it's, than a, it's a, you know, kind of a brain fart. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has a new Netflix movie coming out March 11th where Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner play his parents. It's called The Adam Project, and it's about time travel. Ooh, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan about movies about time travel. I thought that's what killed uh, you know, Back to the Future. That was the whole premise of the movie was about time travel. Yeah, but that's 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 when they lost me. Um, I was on board with everything else, but the moment they're t- traveling in time, I'm like, well, that ain't going to happen. Here's a fun fact. Mark and Jennifer also played a couple in the 2004 movie 13 Going on 30. Jennifer said, quote, we had this instant comfort, and obviously there's a connection and warmth. It was a beautiful experience to revisit that relationship. You think Mark Ruffalo's uh, getting a little garner there? I don't know. I mean, I mean she's, she's, uh, he's single, not, she's a single lady. She's a beautiful lady. I mean, he's, I guess he's an all right looking guy. Uh, you know, it's not my type, really, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, by the way, being uh, today Groundhog Day and all, uh, Groundhog Day isn't the only movie where the same day repeats over and over again. A list of others includes Fifty First Dates, right? Yeah. Uh, Twelve O One. I never saw that. Run Lola Run. Did you ever see that one? I did not. That was a good one. Uh, Fifty. Uh, pri- uh, what the hell is it? Primer. Never saw that. I never saw that. Source Code. Mm, no. Edge of Tomorrow. No. Naked. No. Before I Fall? No. Happy Death Day? No. The Obituary of Tundy Johnson? No. Palm Springs? No. Happy Death Day to You? No. The Map of Tiny Perfect Things? No. Well, see, those are all the movies that you've missed that had days like Groundhog Day where they would repeat over and over and over again. You know what else? This is kind of interesting. You know what else repeats day after day? What? The Rock 102 playlist. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Did I just say that? What did that just say? come out of my what mouth? Are you, are you telling me that we're uh, going to hear Motley Crue again in the next 10 minutes? I don't think so. In an interview from uh, eight years ago, Machine Gun Kelly said he wanted to get with Kendall Jenner, even though she was only 17 and he was 23. He said, quote, I'm not waiting until she's 18. She's a celebrity. There ain't no limits there. Wow. No, actually, there, really there are limits. Scumbaggy thing to say. Yeah, dude, no, there, there's limits. Machine Gun Kelly. If that's your real name. No, it's really not. It's some kind of stupid name. Uh, let's see. Coachella is auctioning off 10 
Coachella Keys, which are NFTs that give the buyer free lifetime admission. Oh, wow. Where do we sign up? Well, actually, you know, I've never been to Coachella. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind going. You know, on a, a lifetime membership? Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't go this year because the... Uh, because of the COVIDs, COVID. but, uh, you know, in the future, I would go. Yeah. Each Just because you have a lifetime pass doesn't mean you have to go for the rest of your life. Each key also has special perks like VIP access, a private party, and more. The auction starts Friday at 10. I wouldn't mind something like that. Uh, maybe not for Coachella, but for some other kind of festival. But as long as you were able to give those tickets to somebody else if you couldn't go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I of- couldn't go to that... Uh, 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 Donnie and Marie uh, NFT uh, VIP party. Yeah, you know, I would give that to you. You would. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, well, I'm a nice guy. Well, yeah. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I- and now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember yesterday when I said that Tom Brady would only announce his retirement when Tom Brady was damn good and ready to do so? Well, apparently, he was damn good and ready yesterday. Most of you are aware, Tom Brady announced his retirement on Instagram, where all the best human resource filings occur. In his statement, he thanked everybody. Everybody except the New England Patriots. Remember them? Those were the guys he used to hang with when he won 85% of his Super Bowl rings. But hey, why be bitter? The truth is, when I retire from this godforsaken business exactly 3,511 days away from today, I don't think I'll mention the Patriots either. In fact, I don't think I'll be acknowledging all of my previous employers. Some of them might get a nod, but not all of them. Of course, later in the day, Tom Brady corrected his mistake and eventually gave the Patriots at least some of the credit for building his incredible championship career. But let's not focus on what Tom Brady forgot to do. I mean, we shouldn't sit here and ruminate endlessly about such an egregious public omission. I'm sure he's got an awful lot in his mind, and thanking the team that drafted him and set him on the path towards immortality was nothing more than a simple brain fart, which happens to old men all the time. No, we should focus on what he meant to the game of football. And in fairness, there haven't been a whole lot of players who have been to 10 Super Bowls and have been even less of them who've won it seven times. He's not only a champion of the highest order, he conducted himself with class, dignity, distinction, with or without an occasional deflated football in his hands. And I'd still like to see to prove that one. Personally, I'm glad he's making the right decision here. I'm also glad that we all had something to cheer about when it came to New England football. Didn't always used to be that way, but Tom Brady changed all that, turning the entire region into true fans of the New England Patriots. And those are memories and statistical achievements that will be in place for generations. And that, my friends, may be the lasting legacy of TB12. So congratulations, Tom Brady, and thank you for what you've meant to the people you snubbed on Instagram. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How many apps are on your phone? Do you have the Rocky's Mobile Circular app? Well, you should. What's on sale now at Rocky's will be at your fingertips on the Rocky's app or at Rocky's.com. Or go old school. Stop by one of the stores and pick up a flyer at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Classic Rock at 610. And Blue Oyster Cult and Rock 102. Be a heat wave for the next couple of days. Uh, sunny and a high of 44 today. To tomorrow, it's going to rain, and then 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 the cold starts to come in, and then you mix it in with sleet, which will be just nice. It'll be 30. 
uh, right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian R- Marty Caproni will be here after 8 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've had uh, Marty in, but he'll be back. He's got a load of shows a load. coming up in the ne- next couple of months, so we'll be talking to him just after 8 o'clock. Let me ask you something, Bax. Yeah. Let's say, you know, I don't know, 15 years from now, 10 years from now, right? Yeah. 10 years from now. What, when are you going to retire? What year? Uh, well, let's I mean, just say the ideal year. What what year would you like to retire? Um, I mean, uh, I know now, but without uh, you know forecasting any yeah. real specifics, it'll be September fifteenth, twenty thirty one. That's okay. exactly three thousand five hundred eleven days from today. All right. So, uh, when you retire, yeah, and you, uh, if you're able to, you know, ha- you know, a lot of people in radio don't really get the chance to say goodbye to people when sure. they leave. They, you know, but would you? Not mention anybody you've worked with in the last 40 years, 35, 40 Ooh, years? I re- you know, I, I've already started drafting my uh, my <sighs> resignation letter. And, uh, I mean, I know it's a little premature, but you can't you can't get ahead in these things uh, quick enough. Um, we, we, I There would be some people I would acknowledge. Yeah. But I also know that if I were going to acknowledge anybody, my first employer out of college would not be it. That would not be the one I'd go to. Well, not the first employer out of college. I'm talking about, like, your entire career. Yes. Wouldn't you think everybody and anybody that you've run into along the way or or an entire group of people who have supported you uh, for giving us those wins that you got? Steve, you know, let's be let's, a good dick joke. Let's be realistic here. If I were going to list all the people I've worked with just in this place alone over the last 27 years, that'd be like a 36-page Instagram post. Okay, but you would at least acknowledge that you, you know, I might acknowledge that I was employed here from 1995 to God knows when. Right. Right. I might and, acknowledge that part. But my first be the first radio station that hired me. Mhm. Uh, I would. I probably would not mention because I. Uh, I was uh, delighted when they crashed and burned. I'm sure you were delighted when you crashed and burned. But if you never got that opportunity mm-hmm. from that person, you might not be where you are today. So, uh, okay. Regardless sure. of whether or not you didn't have a good time mm. at that particular place, all the way in Milwaukee, all those years ago. You wouldn't say, you know what, and thanks to whatever the guy's name was that gave me the job, I appreciate it. You know, if I wa- if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. You're going to guilt me out of feeling uh, a certain level of spite, aren't you? Well, because I'm not asking you to talk about how great that radio station was or no, how it bad was, it was. It was, a, just, it was a toilet. It, but but everybody has a, a level of experience. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't have been in, you know, we talked about it yesterday with the, my former uh, boss, passing away a few weeks ago sure he was a good guy regardless of what the radio station content was Mm -hmm. he was still a person that got me a job and i'm very grateful for that and i'll always be grateful for that but for tom brady to release this retirement statement and only mention the team he's been with for two years well you know uh it was an eight page instagram post now i yeah, I mean, listen, with Twitter, you got 145 characters. Yeah. If you can't uh, wrap it up in a Twitter post, then enough. Eight pages is too much. But, uh, you know, he did thank the important people in his life, uh, his agent, uh, his trainer, uh, his other agent. Uh, yes, he mentioned uh, 
the Buccaneers organization. And, and the yes, fans of the Buccaneers organization uh, that follow the Buccaneers. And, and yes, perhaps, perhaps he overlooked uh, Mr. Kraft, who served in a very realistic way, uh, almost like a uh, like a fatherly uh, mentor or, you know, well, Bill Belichick. I mean, he did. He did forget to mention that, but yeah, but 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 in all fairness, you know, he he did come back later in the day and said, "Oh yeah, those guys too." Yeah, but but only after Bob Kraft released this statement, and then Tom retweets it, going, "Thanks so much, Pat. Appreciate it." Like <laughs> it's it was just like it's just like a kick in the nuts, yo, man. Yo, Pat's Nation. Bro hang forever. Thank you. How many, uh, I'm out. How, many how many freaking jerseys did we buy? How many yeah, uh, how many uh, times did we defend him and all you know all these yeah. things because he represented Pat's nation and he can't even mention the Pat's fans at the end. Can I can I just say like you know one quick thing here? Go for it. Uh, he's the oldest player yeah. in the NFL. Uh-huh. Um about the age of 44, 45, I was forgetting things all the time. And, you know, things just, even the things that just seem so obvious and so clear, like, you know, where you lost your keys, where you put your wallet, how come I can only find one of my shoes, where are my glasses, and you know, they're, you're on your head. You know, those kinds of things. They're old guy brain farts. I, I'm sure he had no intention to snub anybody. It's just he's an old, feeble man. Mm. It happened. It'll happen to you. Watch the day you turn forty-five or or fifty, you're not gonna be able to read the right way. It's gonna hurt when you get off a couch. You, yeah, you're I don't, groaning, I, I you're also, moaning, and then you're forgetting everything that's important to you. I don't uh, also feed my body with vitamins and avocado ice cream every day. That's what he does. You think he'd be a little more uh, well, on the memory side? That's to keep his old aging joints loose and limber. That has nothing to do with his brain. The brain is probably soup right uh, now from being uh, you yeah. know nailed and knocked down to the ground a million times. And then there's this. Uh, this is this is the thing. You know, somebody's just writing in, and I heard this yesterday too. I saw something that said maybe Brady might sign a one day contract with the New England Patriots so he can retire as a Patriot. That's that's all ceremonial horse hockey. You know, didn't didn't he have to wait till the weekend to get the fifteen million dollars? He was supposed to wait until Friday. Yeah, but yeah, you know, again, this is an Instagram post. I don't know if he's actually filed any real documents with the either the NFL or with the Buccaneers. That that paperwork may come in fr- on you know Friday afternoon, and if that's the case, he gets his fifteen million dollars. I mean, as as dumb a, as a guy would have to be to forget the team he spent the most amount of his time and yeah. career with uh, to uh, walk away with $15 million, it wouldn't make any sense. He's probably doing, you know, he, he probably is doing one of these things. Well, let's see if I can play a fast one on the Pats fans and then retire as a Patriot. Yeah, you know, and I, that I, would be stupid because you're not a Patriot anymore. No, you left have, the team, and just because you would sign for one day doesn't make you yeah. what you what you were. Listen, we we all have a great appreciation for Tom Brady. We have a lot of uh, of great memories that we will, that will carry with us for the rest of our life. But uh, the dude left, and the team let him go. So, you know, I mean, does he come back for one day so he can so he can? You retire as a Patriot. What what difference does it make? He's always gonna. He's never gonna be seen as a Buccaneer yeah. unless you're a fan of the Buccaneers. You're always gonna associate him 
with uh, with the Patriots. So it's kind of like, does anybody associate Joe Montana with the Kansas City Chiefs where he ended his career? No. No. No, it's no. always with the 49ers. Always with the 49ers. What about, like, Joe Namath? And, you know, when he ended his career, I think it was, like, with the Rams is where he ended his career. No, you're going to think about him with the Jets. And, and a lot of and a lot of players do – a lot of great players do that. Baseball is a perfect example of that. Many of those, like, you know, you could have, a, like, a, high, a great career, and then at the end of it they send you to, to you know, St. Louis or something. Or they send you somewhere else that you weren't – you know, if you were with the Red Sox or – you wind up being somewhere else, but the, the like you said, people will always remember you as being whatever team yeah. you were part of for most of your career. Which is why I've never really understood the uh, the one day contract so I can retire under a certain team. Like it, like it, like it would matter. Like it real. I mean, really, what what point does that serve? You know, when I retire, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna announce my retirement, and then go over to WMAS and say, "Can I work here for a day?" <laughs> and they're like. Uh, could you work here for like six years? Because we're kind of short-staffed over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just—it yeah. wouldn't be one of those things. Because so I could say I retired with them, right? But you do realize that by the time you retire, everybody that you worked with when you were first hired there, yeah, is either long retired, unemployed, That's or what dead. I'm saying, right? So you won't—it yeah. won't, it won't even resonate with anybody no, over there. No, no, and nobody would care. No, nobody even. I don't think, other than the people that are, like, surrounded by me, I don't think anybody really even knows that's where I worked before. No, no. Now, let's see. You're you're 42, right? Yeah. All right, so 42. Okay, 65 minus 42. Yeah, you, right, you got 60. 23 years left to go, right? Yeah, yeah. well, right. 30 compared to... Uh... You know, Social Security. Let's 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 just say you yeah. retire at the age of sixty-five. Yeah. Okay, right. so mm-hmm. that's uh, honey. Mm-hmm. So you'll be retiring in twenty forty-five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's many years after I'm long gone. Right. So let's just assume, and I'm gonna. Okay. So there's a there's a website that I go to uh, every single day of my life. Thank you that somebody else is doing math for you because yeah. I wouldn't trust well, anything. So it's you say. it's it's uh, countdown to any date. Okay. Mm. All right. So this is what I'm going to do for you. All, All right. right. This is what you're doing. <clears throat> uh, okay. Your birthday is in October, correct? Yeah. Uh, what is the uh, the exact? October 13th. October 13th. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And the year I said was 2045. 2045. Mm-hmm. Okay. Steve, if we're doing this correctly, you have exactly 8,600. 53 days, 16 hours, 38 minutes, and 42 seconds before you retire. Wow. Well, how about all of that in minutes? Well, I'm not going to convert. That no, then you're not really state. helping me. Out. I am helping you. I'm, you know, I'm giving you a countdown just, so you can prepare your notes and your in, your eight-page Instagram post now. Listen, the, the point is, that if he's trolling everybody, he shouldn't be doing that. He's not really a troll. I think what he is, he's just the guy who... Has a lot in his mind, trying to satisfy you know, most of the people around him, and then uh, get out of the game. He's but getting out. Say, you know what? Uh, and I really do appreciate my time in New England, and thanks to everybody. That's all you had to. Say. That's all you had to say was one line. Thank you, Patriots Nation. Steve, can I ask you a question? And I mean this in all seriousness. Six inches. All right, so let me well, ask you a late, second question. My late wife thought it was twelve, so don't tell anybody. No, your 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 late wife uh, pacified you by uh-huh. agreeing that it was twelve. Right? Uh, no. Uh, now you lost my. Now I've lost my train of thought. Uh, see, okay, yeah, no, no. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You can't here it is. remember. You need to retire. Does one simple 
Instagram post. Excluding the Patriots or not, uh, cancel the man's entire body of work. It's not about canceling the body of work. It's about being grateful for it. And you I know. know what? Of all the money that came out of the pockets of every damn Patriots fan in this part of the country. Should it matter? To, went to, to his fortune. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get it. But should it matter to Patriots fans? Yes, it should. For how long? How long do you hold on to that one? We're forever? in New England. We hold on. We hold grudges forever. Well, we, we did think there was a curse against the Patriots for 80, 86 years. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's because it was real. But uh, mean Red Sox. But that's, yeah, that's right, yeah. the the, uh, the Red Sox. But I'm yeah. just I'm just saying, listen, don't let mm. one little faux pas damage his reputation and uh, you know what he has meant to New England. It's I mean, it's like you know, it's like one little hiccup, and uh, you know, we're ready to you know, cast the guy aside for being a rat bastard. Now he may very well be. But I think we can look past that. And I think we will look past that. I think he will be seen in this area with with the great admiration and respect for the rest of his life. Maybe yeah. even beyond that. If you, uh, if you want to uh, wonder how New England uh, holds grudges for how long, talk to Bill Buckner. I'm sure he'll tell you all about yeah, how you, people are pissed off at yeah, him. But you know what? Uh, it, it wasn't a universal uh, you know, snubbing of that guy. In my opinion, he wasn't the one that lost that series. No, but everybody blamed him. No, you blamed John McNamara for putting a fat, old, broken-down Bob Stanley in at the end of that game. But That's where that game fell apart. That's, but, that's when everybody in Red Sox Nation says, oh, no, Jesus, you didn't. And then it ended exactly wow. like you expected. In a disaster. If you if you can't even acknowledge the team you played for, then go screw Tom Brady. Ooh, man, those are tough words, man. I don't know if you're going to get away with that. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, pretty warm today, actually. Uh, sunny and a high of 44. Tomorrow, it's going to be warm again with a high of 43, but it's going to rain, and then we're going to see freezing rain towards the end of the night and in a messy weekend. It's uh, uh, 30 in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Marty Caproni will be joining us uh, after 8 o'clock today. And there's some other stuff coming up, too, and some uh, pretty interesting stuff maybe for tomorrow. Yeah. We'll tell you about later. May- maybe. 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 Possibility. No, th- there will be something for tomorrow. We're just keeping it on the DL. For you now. Know what I'm saying? For now. Once you get a confirmation, we'll be blabbing our mouth all over the place. Uh, Hey, uh, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. So a lady walks into a drugstore, right? Yes. And she asks where the extra large condoms are kept. And the manager sends her off to the family planning section. Right. Okay. About 10 minutes, the manager's walking around the store, checking on things, and he finds the lady still standing in the family planning section, uh, humming to herself, just looking around. The manager goes up to her and says, uh, hello, uh, did you find those condoms? She goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pointing in the direction of all the condoms, going back to whistling and humming. Uh-huh. The manager's confused. He goes, um, is there something else I can help you with? And she goes, mm, no, I'm just waiting to see who buys them. Ah! He's waiting for him. Big Johnson to come along and pick out those condoms and you're just going to take them home. <laughs> Looks like a trash yeah. bag. <laughs> Booyah! 
We're back to Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. Oh, it's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly, and you know, you can expect a hazardous travel later today with that, uh, you know, that the blizzard coming. That uh, blizzard thing. Oh, well, there's a report the National Weather Service is calling for a big blizzard thing. Uh, yes, they are, but you know, uh, there's a reason what today is most especially exciting. It's Groundhog Day! <laughs> Yes, it is. It's one of my favorite movies, actually. You like that one? I re- I re- I, you know what it is? It's just like the little... It's not about the whole movie, because the whole movie's kind of campy, you know, right. with, the, with, the, with the story and everything. It's the different characters. The guy, like Ned Ryerson. Phil! I love that. Bill Connors! Yeah, yeah, it's me! Yeah. Ned Ryerson! And then who, who's the older, like, the drunken guy who wants to go... Uh, they want to. Get, he's he's taking the two drunks from the bar, but there's one guy who's always like in every movie. <laughs> the guy. And they they go and they you know they wanted to go get hot cakes and they're driving down the train tracks and yeah. then the train kills them all. I thought that was pretty funny. That is good stuff. Yeah. So happy Groundhog Day. Today is the day that we will find out if there's going to be six more weeks of winter. Now it's under. Uh, I'm going to guess you know just based on the forecast yeah. that uh, that thing ain't going to see jack squat today, right? Yeah, probably not. It's all overcast. So if he sees, if he doesn't see a shadow, Why what's the, what's the ruling? Uh, six more weeks of winter, and then uh, we'll have an early spring. If he does not see the shadow, if he does not see the shadow, we get an early spring. If he sees the shadow, we six more weeks, which is going to be six more weeks until spring anyway. I'm not so sure if this is scientific. It's not. It's not scientific. It's a bunch of crap. But yet there are going to be people in uh, Punxsutawney all day who are going to be uh, you know out there. Waiting for this gigantic rodent to see a shadow. Yeah, it, it's just it's just seemingly silly that we continue to do. Isn't there one on Long Island that uh, Bill De Blasio killed a few years ago? Uh, yes, and he dropped, they, they it, dropped and them. It dropped it and they had an aneurysm. Had and internal died. injuries. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best one how, ever. How could, how could when he did that? How could nobody? How could none of the voters of New York City going? This is what he's going to do to this city. He's going like to drop, drop us on the and back. He's going to have internal injuries, and, and we're gonna we can't we're gonna be squirming on the ground with our legs waving up in the air. <laughs> a uh, Springfield woman was sentenced on Tuesday afternoon for the theft of over sixty-two thousand dollars in Social Security benefits. Am I crazy, or is that a lot of Social Security? That's benefits? a lot of Social Security benefits. According to a news release, fifty-year-old uh, Patricia Shibbles was sentenced by U.S. Dis- District Court Judge the Maestro to three years of probation, with first six months to be served on home detention. Shibbles was also ordered to pay sixty-two thousand one hundred and thirteen dollars in restitution to the SSA on September twenty-second of twenty twenty-one. Shibbles pleaded guilty to one count of the theft of public funds. In April of 2016, the father of Shibley's fiance, who was receiving Social Security benefits, passed away. The SSA was not informed of the death, and SSA continued to deposit monthly benefits into a bank account held by Shibbles and the deceased beneficiary. From April 2016 through April 2020, Shibbles stole approximately $62,000 in Social Security benefits from the account. You know, I'm sure when you're planning a scam like this, you're thinking, it's the perfect crime. They'll never catch me. They'll They'll never know what hit them. And I'm sure there are many people that do get away with these kinds of scams, mm-hmm. and that's why you don't hear about them right. uh, getting away because you know they do it and right. But the people that get caught, you wonder what separates a successful social security scam from an unsuccessful one. 
Like, you know, what was the big mistake? Where where did she trip up to make this all one big giant legal mess? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how this happens, okay? Because I've just dealt with it. With, with your mom. With the death of my mom. Trying to get a hold of somebody from the Social Security Administration, or in this case, it was the Railroad Retirement Administration, because it's all the same. It's, same all, it's thing. all the same it's just, bureaucracy. It's the same uh, type of deal. But uh, there's nobody working in these offices. All these federal offices are closed. There's not people actually physically in there. So what I found out was when you call the number, because it says everything is regional, right? Okay. So I dial an 800 number from, from here. And the regional office, I believe, is in Boston. So that doesn't but help you if your office, mom is in New York. But the it doesn't matter. You as long as you can report a death from across the uh, you know on the other side of the world if you wanted to. Yes. But but the phone system directs you to the most local office, which would be Boston. But the problem is there's nobody in the office, so the phones get rerouted to people all across the country, mm -hmm. and whoever the first one is to answer the phone. But apparently. Many of them are either dead <laughs> because nobody's answering the damn phone. It took me six tries at at least forty minutes apiece. I mean, I was I had the I, I would start the conversation when I would leave here. Right, like I, I'd call and I'd leave the phone on in the car, just waiting for somebody to pick up, and nobody picked up. And they're not one of these uh, highfalutin no. places that'll call you back. No, and it's when an operator is available. Yeah, and it's forty to forty-five minutes till I get home. So every single time, nobody was answering the phone. So then I finally faxed them to let them know that somebody died. When you're in a situation like this person might be, I know it's wrong, but it would be so easy to start taking the money. Yeah, except uh, you're not supposed to do that. I know you're not supposed not to do that, but do you understand what I'm saying? Sure, I understand that, that. But but you know, here's someone who is allegedly running a scam. It's not just. It doesn't sound like just a like a well, she was bureaucratic taking, oversight. She was taking the money. For that's, that's different. You know, you you and your siblings are not dividing that all that tens of dollars up between yourselves, right? No. All right. Well, no, there's no. a difference. No, the money is being held in the account until it can be repaid back to the railroad retirement board. That's they, how you do it. They got to pay the railroad back. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a scam. Well. They only uh, they only pay you till you work the last day of the all the live long oh, day. Oh my god! Uh, Springfield woman uh, pleaded guilty for her involvement in a scheme that fraudulently received COVID nineteen unemployment assistance, according to the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. Sixty one year old Audrey Ford Victory of Springfield and a co conspirator submitted more than a hundred fraudulent pandemic unemployment assistance claims, totaling more than one point two million dollars in payments. About half the claims were made from people residing outside of Massachusetts, and in some instances, Ford Victory received kickback payments. Ford Victory pled uh, guilty to one count of wire fraud and uh, conspiracy and is scheduled to be sentenced in June. She's facing up to 20 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of $250,000. See, that's a stupid one. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that is stupid. Hey, I can get you, I can get you unemployment assistance. What's it going to cost me? Uh, six bucks. Can I do it? Yeah. That seems reasonable. It seems very reasonable. Um, where is this guy? Uh, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Around 8 p.m. on Monday, Manchester, uh, New Hampshire police responded to a report of a driver pointing a gun at people in a car in a plaza parking lot. 
Uh, the victim relayed to police that they had got they had left one of the businesses in the plaza and noticed another vehicle in the parking lot that had its lights off. As the victim got into their own vehicle, the parked car pulled up alongside them, and the driver pointed what appeared to be a small black handgun at him and his passenger. Ident investigators identified the suspect as 47-year-old Ricky Brodeur of Manchester, who was already a convicted felon. A black pistol-style BB gun was found in his residence. Broder was charged with uh, felony and possession of dangerous weapon and two counts of criminal threatening. I'm waiting for you to say, why are we doing stories about Manchester, New Hampshire? Steve, why are we doing stories about Manchester, New Hampshire? Well, because uh, 22 News is covering it. And I figured, um, you know. Just because 22 News is covering a story, does that mean they're in the right? No. Maybe they're out of their minds. You ever think about that? No. Maybe Tedemer's finally lost it. Well, Tedemir's been losing it for the last one. Ah, Tedemir, listen, Tedemir is the dean of uh, local television. The dean. Think about it. Uh, he is. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Listen, I'm not going to have you badmouth uh, uh, Rich Tedemir. I'm not badmouthing him. I'm just saying. But at this point in his yeah. career, his long and successful career, yeah. he's the dean of, of Springfield Television. He is. I mean, you know, occasionally... You know, Dave Madsen will do something, but I mean, it's it's not like I don't think he's working every single day. Yeah, he's yeah. in partial retirement. Do you think Rich Tedder will do what Dave Madsen did and drive off on a golf cart on his last broadcast? Did you know he did that? He uh, drove away like into the into the uh, it was like sunset into the sunset on the back of a golf cart. <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah, Dave's uh, Dave's a good golfer. Why not? I just thought it was uh, kind of cute, if you will. <laughs> Had multiple times on the yeah. golf course with Dave Madsen. The uh, Massachusetts Treasurer's Office says one in ten Massachusetts residents have unclaimed money. The Treasury is currently holding more than $3.4 billion in unclaimed property that includes forgotten savings and checking accounts, uncashed checks, insurance property proceeds, stocks, dividends, and the contents of unattended safe deposit boxes. You know, it's, it's it's totally worth looking at it, looking it up. Remember when they did this a few years ago? Yeah. And I uh, said, ah, I'm sure I got nothing, but I'll uh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I had like 300 bucks. That's pretty good in a in a savings account that was put aside for me when I was like in the I don't know high school, maybe yeah. even before then. Had no idea that 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 money even existed. Uh, I found some stuff from my late wife in there, but it was like was she was eight. she hiding stuff from you? No, but it was like fifty dollars. It, it like totaled like 150, 150, 200 dollars maybe. But I mean, I claimed it. Sure, but, but it was like, it was like a like a refund for a, like a car insurance check or something. Like it was some kind of refund that she yeah. missed it for fifty bucks, and then there was like some kind of electric bill from years ago that she overpaid. Listen, and they sent back twenty dollars. You may not even realize what you what you have out there. I I just don't know. I mean, I suppose theoretically you could be doing this every couple of years to see what's what's in there that you don't know about. But I think I did it only once. 300 bucks to me was like you know, hitting the jackpot. Yeah, I mean, it's worth checking out. You can, uh, what is it, Mass Found Money? What is it? Uh, how to find? It's, yeah, it's Findmassmoney.com. Let's see. Totally worth looking at. Uh, see, I don't want to do that now. It just seems like a big pain in the ass. Well, you know, now we got a radio show to do. I mean, you know, now's not really the time to do it. Um, have you ever been to a Golden Corral? Uh, yes. I mean, if you want uh, dinner theater, you wouldn't consider Golden Corral, would you? 
I, I wouldn't even consider Golden Corral for a good meal. Well, you'd be missing out because uh, Golden Corral in Pennsylvania turned into a WWE main event on Friday afternoon. <laughs> it happened at the Golden Corral location in Ben Salem, which is just outside of Philadelphia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but an all-out brawl broke out, apparently over steak. One of the brawlers says it started because he got his steak before someone who was there first. But he says... That was probably because his order he ordered his rare, which obviously takes less time to cook. Right. I didn't know they do cook to order. Cook I just to thought, order food. I didn't, I didn't think they did. Well, especially when you're talking about in any, steak. In any event, dozens of people were involved in the fight. People were throwing high chairs, regular chairs, glasses, tables, anything they could get their hands on. And punches were being thrown and people were screaming. Fortunately, it doesn't sound like anyone was seriously hurt, although there was uh, talk of people bleeding and getting banged up. The police are now investigating, but they haven't made any arrests yet. A former employee on Twitter joked, trust me, that steak is that good. <laughs> Not sure if it's two years probation for aggravated assault hitting kids with a high chair good, but it's good. All right, let, let's just let's just look at what we're dealing with here. All right, I would I would knife a guy if we're talking about it like a $68 ribeye at a Peter Luger's. Yeah. But at a Golden Corral, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna just you know throw down over a steak from the Golden Corral, yeah, I'm just gonna steal your purse and walk out of there. That's, I mean, that's it. I'm not, I'm not gonna you know put up my dukes for a Golden Corral steak. I didn't. Again, I didn't know that they do this to order thing. Maybe they have like one pan of overdone steaks and one pan of underdone steaks. These places are like. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, There's I mean, I don't, don't want to. I'm not. Uh, well, yes, I am kind of putting down the Golden Corral, but uh, it wouldn't I, be my first place to go. It would be among my last uh, last place to go, and I'm not. You know, I'm not accusing it of being a slop house, but I mean, you know, you know, you, you know, if you're going there because you're looking for a really good steak dinner, let's see. I might suggest right. you turn around and let's, go somewhere else. Let's see. Uh, let's see what the dinner menu has at Golden Corral. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, tender, juicy USDA signature sirloin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what though? Like the dollar store every year has ribeyes, one dollar, and it's like an ounce. It's an ounce. It's a real ribeye. Yeah, but it's been shaved so it's, thin you can barely see through it. It's one ounce. You know, when you go to a Peter Luger's, for example, like you said, you're getting like a sixteen to twenty-two ounce steak. Yeah, depending on what you're getting. But right. You're not getting that at Golden Corral. No, you're not. Yeah, it's like McDonald's has, they're not lying when they say their patties are 100% beef. But what part of the beef is that coming from? <laughs> I mean, yeah. right, like uh, like 100% crap is, is this, still crap. Is this, uh, is this uh, uh, prime rib? Uh, no. Uh, is it uh, rump roast? Nope. Uh, is it Grundle Scrape? Yep, that's it. All of our cows mm. are 100% beef Grundle Scrape. That's good Grundle Scrape. Yeah, it's Mick Delicious. <laughs> the new Mick Grundle. You're a pioneer value, the Mick Grundle. The McBiffins Bridge. Yeah. Uh, uh. The McTesticle Catwalk. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, cloudy with rain showers and then turning over to freezing rain with a high of 43. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 652 in Queen on Rock 102. Uh, so Punxsutawney Phil is alive, but Milltown Mel is dead. Milltown, that's the one in, uh, where's, that's New the one in New York. No, this is the one in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, Milltown Mill, one of New Jersey's weather-predicting groundhogs, died Sunday just days before the big annual ceremony. Can you imagine that? You get all worked up for the big celebration and the thing dies on you? Yeah. Well, was he being well cared for? Well, uh, his death was announced on the Groundhog's official fi- Facebook page. It wasn't immediately clear how he died. This year's Groundhog Day festivity in Milltown, New Jersey is canceled. We Wranglers are sad to report that Milltown Mill recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> is the Rainbow Bridge for all pets or just dogs? <laughs> I thought that was the... I know it was just dogs, but yeah, I... I thought su- cats I... go to, like, the Rainbow Post. You know what I mean? Like, they go to a different place. I just thought they went to that big cat box in the sky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Mel left us at a, t- a tough time of the year when most of his fellow groundhogs are hibernating, so no babies will be available to replace him until spring. Ah, oh, jeez. That's, uh, that's too bad for the people of Milltown. What about the wife? Well, I mean, are is they... she not pop her head out of the ground? Well, I mean, is it, is it one of those common law situations? I mean, yeah. is she entitled to those benefits? I don't, I don't know if she is. I don't know how it is in the state of New Jersey. She did get uh, two hundred and fifty-six dollars from the Social Security Administration <laughs> when he passed away, though. <laughs> she's milking that yeah. for everything it's worth. But she's got to, but she's got to <laughs> call the state and <laughs> try to you know, rectify that situation before she's caught by the feds. But because uh, somebody had uh, said that Phil died, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I looked that up too, and I yeah. said, there's, there's no, he's still, he's still kicking. No, it's. It's Milltown Mill. That's the dead one. Yeah. You know, the thing is, uh, whether or not Punxsutawney Phil sees a shadow Mm -hmm. has no real bearing on when spring or winter, spring arrives or winter ends. Mm -hmm. It just, uh, I don't know if it's ever really bared out. I I don't know. Have you ever noticed that we don't kind of go back and assess the percentage of accuracy? And you it's, rarely but, see you rarely see those numbers out there because nobody really cares. This is just a bunch of people getting together for an excuse to have a ceremony and drink all day long. That's what it is. Uh, okay, but we don't even need to disturb a rodent to do that, do we? I mean, no, but we are trained to kind of you know make celebrations of something, so it doesn't look like we're just alcoholics, right? We just yeah. want some excuse to do it, you know. <laughs> Uh, groundhog percentage of accuracy. Let's see if we can uh, figure this out. Um, it's probably fifty percent. An accurate uh, accuracy rate yeah. of forty six percent. Not even fifty percent. Well, but I I figured you know for it's it, it's like heads or tails. You know. Yeah. Eventually, it's all going to come out even in the end. Uh, USA has tracked his predictions since nineteen eighty eight. The groundhog has been right thirteen times, wrong fifteen times. An accuracy rate of 46%. Overall, Phil's prognostications have been correct only 39% of the time if you go beyond 1988. Mm. I don't know why 88 is a big year, but apparently that's that's what they're going for. So, you know, you can't trust the groundhog to tell you really when it's all going to end. You really can't trust any animal to tell you when it's all going to end, can you? 
Can you really trust any animal? I mean, you know, I know my dog doesn't always tell the truth. No, my dog will be like, oh, I'm just sitting here all quiet. You go, you go about your business all day, and then you come home and the trash is all rabbit's yeah, throat. Right. He's eating all the chicken bones. Like my dog will stand behind the, uh, the, the back door of the house. Yeah, you know, and he'll start uh, whining like he wants to go outside. So then I go to the door, and he walks away. Yeah, what is what that? He, what he wants me to do is feed him. Uh, yeah, but he, I, but he doesn't draw the distinction between, you know, when he inconveniences me and when he does not. To him, every inconvenience means you start at the door and then work your way up to the kitchen where the food is. Oh, see, I got to figure out what my dog wants then because he's usually fed. You know, by the time he needs to, usually it's it's kind of much like a human. You know, you drink a cup of coffee, and then you got to go. Things start moving. Yeah. Well, when he drinks his big dish of water and eats that uh, the dog food with the with the beef broth on it, he's got to go. But then he does the same thing. He walks over to the door, starts barking. You go yeah. over to the door, then he walks away. My dog doesn't usually start barking or whining until the very moment I sit down on the couch with my food. I think these sons of bitches are trolling us. You're damn right yeah. they are. You damn. That's why you can't trust them. No. For accuracy or anything else for that matter. Punks of Tony Phil. It's uh, 8.57. With ba- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, when a crappy team sucks in the NFL, they're usually rewarded with a first-round draft pick, which in theory is intended to make them better. But the best way to get those kinds of draft picks is to suck. Without the proper suckage, those draft picks wind up going into the hands of somebody else. And when you suck, you can't afford to miss out on those opportunities. Why am I bringing it up? Well, it's like this. Yes, a former Miami Dolphins head coach, Brian Flores, filed a 58-page lawsuit in Manhattan Federal Court against the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants for racial discrimination and wrongful termination. In the lawsuit, Brian Flores claims that in 2019, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross paid him to tank the season on purpose so they could get the number one pick in the draft. Flores claims that he was paid $100,000 per loss, but as soon as the team started to win a few games, Flores was seen as suddenly difficult to work with and was eventually fired last month despite winning records in back-to-back seasons. Since then, Flores claims that he has been discriminated against during interviews with both the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants, jobs that were eventually filled by white candidates. Now, there is no question that there is a disproportionate number of black to white coaches in the NFL. And the NFL certainly has the Rooney rule in place, which is intended to rectify that kind of discrepancy, but it doesn't always work. What also doesn't work is paying a head coach to lose football games and then firing him when his desire to win gets in the way of a downward progress. Football isn't meant to be the next Bialy Stock and Bloom production of Springtime and Hitler. The purpose of playing football is to win, not lose, even when losing seems like a great idea. Does Brian Flores have a case? He might, and he might not. And while that may seem like a pretty non-committal answer on my part, if he can prove any of these allegations, then things get pretty interesting over the next few months. And here I was, thinking the Dolphins were losing games legitimately. Boy, do I feel deceived. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Tools every homeowner should have. What are they? Talk to Kenneth. He runs the tool department at the Palmer Rockies. Kenneth's there to help build your basic toolkit. Hand tools, power tools, good people, tool people. And rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 708 and Poison on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with rain showers and then turning over to freezing rain, making for a beautiful mix on Friday uh, and a high of 43. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, um, I'm driving into work today and I uh, come up Sumner Avenue like I always do. Right. And I get to the X and in the middle of the X, Clearly, somebody had some sort of accident, and the sign. There's one of these signs, and I don't. I don't know if it's the adopt a terrorist sign or mm-hmm. one of these signs is just knocked right over, just laying there right in the middle of the street. And no one's uh, no one's moved it. Uh, just well, it's on the. Just I- there. It's not in the street. It's on the island. I see. But I always, uh, I I always like. I want to know what happened here. You know what I mean. Like you want an explanation? Is like you know? Yeah. Was this was like it? was this like some old lady coming out of the Cumberland Farms, uh, mistaking the brake for the gas pedal, mm-hmm. or was it some malicious type of accident that happened? Could it have been one of these <laughs> things where, say, like a plow may have uh, gotten to it? That could be too, and that would actually be a good explanation for what I saw the other day. Uh, well, actually, no, because it hadn't snowed yet. I went out to a uh, a drive through uh, restaurant. Okay. Um, do, you, do you care to say which one? No, we don't have to say the uh, name. What is their... it's really irrelevant to what uh, this is about. Well, well I'm kind of hungry. What is their primary uh, item? Uh, well, lots of coffee. Lots of. Well, I, I'm not aware of something like that. Anyway, uh, anyway I drive yes. up to this uh, this this the, the drive through window. And um, I'll sh- I'll send you this uh, just so you can see what I'm talking about. But the whole thing was cordoned off with caution tape, and half the menu was missing because somebody clearly like drove into this thing, and I didn't get the the other piece that's next to it. But it was one of those like like a like a, one of those stopper uh, stones that was turned over. <laughs> really, so somebody like really like. Anyway, drove into this thing. it pretty hard then. And uh, the sign, uh, it says, place your order here. Menu board still works. <laughs> Are you looking at this now? No, where is it? Didn't I just send it to you? No, you did not. I did not text I, it to you. No. I don't I don't have this. Well, I don't know. It says delivered. Uh, okay, it's downloading. Yeah. Downloading. downloading. Yeah, this is going to take about two minutes. What is with Oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's like. I'll be damned. Yeah. All, half the menu is missing, and you can see like the guts inside, you know, like the well, there's snow in there because it had snowed, and then there was uh, uh you can see like the lights where they light up the thing. Yeah, kind of expected more guts of uh, I, of those things. Actually. I thought there was yeah, I thought there was more like uh, you know, uh, a lot of like wires and electronics yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, no, they're actually quite simple. Yeah, like it would look like Johnny Five when you opened it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just I just find those I just find that amusing to, when I see things like that. Yeah, because you wonder, well, how did this happen? Well, you know, what what created this? Well, it's like who, like which one of the employees of that store goes, hey, you know, this thing still works. If we just prop this up with a stick, yeah, and put a sign on it saying it still works, you just, I bet people would do it. You just have to assume that people don't really need to see one third of the menu. No, but I mean, this is very much like what I was talking about in my home last week before the sink was replaced, that 
many people who come over to my house added some other thing to stop it from leaking yes, before you... I were to get it replaced. <laughs> I just find it so funny how we as humans, and everybody does this, the like we allow ourselves to live with a problem and we adapt to the problem rather than fixing the problem. Well, um... I mean, I could have called a plumber over the day that that happened, but I decided not to because I figured, well, this guy's coming in a couple of weeks anyway, yeah, which wound know, up turning into three months. But you know how costly a plumber can be, and sometimes, you know, in uh, in, in pandemic uh, times, these uh, plumbers are not easily accessible. Like, they got other things to deal with in your minor little issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the best way to handle it is to... Rig it up yourself. By the way, I just uh, got a picture. I found out why that thing is knocked over. There's a big tractor trailer that tried to make a turn into that parking lot. Ah, oh, boy. And then not, took the whole thing with it. Well, that'll That's teach That's pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, it's like we, we just adjust to these improprieties in our home. Do you have anything around your house that needs to be fixed, but you <clears throat> just don't do it? Yeah. Um, remember a while back I told you that I was mowing the lawn one day? And uh, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but I have a room. It's like uh, got a bunch of sliding uh, glass doors all around it. Yeah. And uh, the mower somehow coughed up uh, some sort of uh, rock or some sort of uh, you know metal nut or something. Yeah. And smashed one of the uh, the sliding glass doors. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what I did. Because uh, I didn't even realize it happened until like my kids were inside. I said, "Dad, Dad, stop, stop yeah. mowing." Uh, I didn't even realize what I did, and then uh, and then they showed me that that uh, the glass to this door had had shattered, not broken, mm-hmm. still up. Not a piece of glass has ever gone out, uh, yeah. fallen out. But what I did to uh, fix it was take a large roll of masking tape. Oh yeah, yeah and I, and I taped it. it yeah, you know, almost it looked like Eddie Van Halen's guitar yeah, yeah, by the yeah, time yeah. I was yeah. done with it. <laughs> and uh, to this day. I have not gotten that fixed. I had one listener who said, oh, yeah, that's something that we could do, uh, you know, my company. And then they sent the guy out, and he looked at it for like two seconds and said, yeah, no, we don't do that kind of work. What do you mean you don't do that kind of work? Well, he's, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't <coughs> repair, we repair that kind of thing. Was he a glass guy? I think it was a – I'm trying to remember. I think he yeah. was a glass guy. But in order to replace it, you got to replace the whole – The whole door. The whole door. And, which is like two grand at least, yeah. depending on what you're talking about. And you know what? I, I'm not uh, against paying two grand to, to fix this, but it's like I have yet to call anybody yeah. to fix this. And to, and that's the thing. It's like why do we do that? Why do we just let things go like that and go, eh, we'll get to it. We'll I don't really know. Like I'm, now I'm having a problem with my, uh, my pellet stove. I'm having a hard time uh, getting it lit. Yeah. And so now it's uh, now we've just closed the door. <laughs> There's not too on the room. Oh, see, that's so right. We're just problem solved. It's now a two season room. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no more three seasons. That's we're back to two until I can get that thing lit, and that's the way it'll stay. Spring and summer. Um, <laughs> but but that's it's you know I had to, you talk about the rock that happened to me with the pool. I have an above ground pool that yeah. came with the house. Well. The water was going down, and I couldn't figure out where, you know, is it, like, leaking from the bottom? Like, where like is a, the like, water like a going? a torn liner or something? Well, that's what it was, but it was leaking so slow that it wasn't so noticeable until after a few weeks, and then you'd have to fill the thing up again. Right. Well, I had a guy come over and do uh, some, like, mulching work and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And he said, he goes under the pool deck and he goes, I just want to show you something here. And in the side of the liner looked like it was shot like a like a like a tiny little like BB went through it. Really? And he said to me, he goes, you probably hit a rock with your lawnmower and it small went, enough that it pierced that, you know, because all it is, it's all just aluminum. It's not like, you know, yeah, but enough to go through the liner to make a small enough hole. And that's what was making the, the water leak out. And you could see it dripping just a tiny little bit. And that's all it took. You know what I did? What? I listened to my kids because they were watching all these crazy commercials, right? That slap tape stuff? Flex tape. Flex tape. Right? That's what it's called. Yeah. And I'm like, there ain't no way in hell that something sticks underwater. Like, I just, like I just can't. You know, I can see it stick if you drain the pool. Right, then and then put fill it, it up, yeah, maybe. Then fill it up because you're letting it dry. Right. But I'm like, there ain't no way in hell this thing is working. And? Sure as crap, it worked. No kidding. Yeah. So no more leak. No, it, it. but I couldn't slap it as fast as that guy did in the commercial. Well, you're underwater. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. He slaps it right on the outside of a thing, and I'm underwater doing it, and I'm trying to, like, slap it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we stopped the. I had my kid go on one side and hold her finger over the hole, <laughs> and then I went in and I put the the flex tape on the inside of the pool. Then on the outside, I put another piece of flex tape, and then I took some of that clear flex seal, and I sprayed it all around it. There you go. Problem, Problem solved. solved. There How you about go. That? Pool see that? Leaked in. See that's the difference between you and I. I probably wouldn't even have gone that route. Wow. I would have, I would have uh, said, no. Nope, I guess the pool is done for for now, and then then that would have been the end of the pool. I wouldn't even have thought of the flex. I mean, I would have thought of the flex tape, yeah. but that doesn't mean I would actually go out and get the flex tape or yes, you. But no, I, I got, let me let me <laughs> let me clarify. I would go out and I yeah. would get the flex tape, and that flex tape would sit on a table for weeks before I decided, hey, you know what? Maybe I should go out there and try working on this flex tape. <laughs> Maybe. That's that is really accurately what I would what I yeah. would do. Yeah, I uh, I. It's not like I. Did, this isn't like a professional job. No, but it works. That's all it that matters, worked. and that's really all that matter because, you know, the reality is when I don't really care about the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's nice to have, but it's also kind of a pain in the ass. It's a lot of work. It's really not that. Once you get it open, it's really like it's just, you know, vacuuming it out and putting the chlorine in for that most of the season. Already sounds like too much. And then I, I pay a guy to come and, you know, open it and close it anyway because I can't do that myself. So we, these little pipes and everything. So with a slider, we have uh, we have these uh, these vertical blinds. Yeah. So you can't see the smashed out, the smashed glass oh, from the yeah, inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as long as that's closed... And my masking tape job, which, by the way, yeah. I'd say 85% of it is still up several years later. I also it, I did such a good job yeah. with the with the masking tape, which I had no idea uh, you know, fought all kinds of outdoor elements. Oh, Snow, mas- rain, tape. cold. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's one of the most adhesive substances known to man. Um, and it's still held to this day and, uh, and is out there until the, the, the day comes when I finally say, hey, Maybe we should do something about this. I also have a, uh, a screen door on my deck. It's not a door. It, well, it is a door. It's a slider door. Yeah. Well, the dog broke it like the first day that I opened the door because he just went right, right, out the, right out the way and broke it. That was two years ago. 
And you haven't fixed I it. I have not fixed that yeah, at that's, all. That's just the thing. And I think is I know plenty of dudes that would see a job like that in their own home. Yeah. And they would be, you know, they'd have the compulsion obsessing in their head about having to fix that. And they do it. They do it. They, they fix it beautifully. Yeah. Right away, or a guy yeah. that'll remodel a room in his own home. I've uh, had, I've I can't. Had, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even dream of starting a job like I've that. I've had about half a dozen people come over, who are like, you know, know what they're doing. Yeah. And they say to me, "I can help you with those stairs, you know, because I have this this staircase that's also kind of like it's shifting, yeah, and it needs to be redone." But mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, okay, if you want to come someday. And- but I never call them because I just let it go. I just let it. I, I I'm just kind of used to it being like off kilter. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's like I, I, years ago, uh, I had a house that uh, you know desperately needed new floors. So we yeah. wanted to, yeah, you know, we thought you know wouldn't it be great to have hardwood floors. And then we we're you know talking to a friend of mine. He says, Oh, I've done. I've done that job. I've put hardwood floors on my own home. Maybe I can, uh, well, I'll help you. I'll help Do you figure it, it out, you, get yeah. all the materials. And I'm, you know, in my head, hoping that this mental th- telepathy that I, that I, I w- was trying so desperately to to forecast here would be like telling him quietly, no, don't offer. Do not do not offer that job because I don't want to be helping you for a job that's going to co- that's gonna take us all day and be expensive. Yeah. And he ignored all, all of that telepathy, ignored it all, ignored all the, the body language and the discomfort that I was clearly you know, trying yeah. to pr- project. And then he and I wind up doing three rooms of hardwood floor. And oh, it, it, uh, man. Like, oh, Jesus, the last thing I wanted to do. And the thing is, we did a really good job. Yeah. But thankfully, and I was told, you know, once you do a job and you do it right the first time, you're yeah. never going to forget it. You could always do it for the rest of your life. Yeah, I forgot everything that job entailed within seconds of finishing it. Actually, you know, I uh, I had a friend help me do mine in in my in this like bedroom that I was doing. It mm-hmm. was like that click together vinyl stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it. W- I mean, without him helping me, you know, through the process and referencing YouTube videos, yep. I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. I mean, I probably could have done it by myself, but it wouldn't have come out anywhere near what it was without the f- help of a friend. Right. But but it, it this this was like actual hardwood where we had an air compressor and yeah yeah you know, <laughs> where where you know, stapling you had a big uh, you know industrial stapler and a, mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a and a and a nail gun and all this stuff oh, yeah, and all you know stuff. miter saws everything we needed to get it the, the job done correctly and I hated every friggin' second of it. But damn, that floor looked awful good when we were oh, when we were through. Sure, it did. Ugh. But I it? I hate that. I but, m- uh, which, much rather hire yeah. a guy to do it than me. And anytime you do something good like that, that's more incentive for you to not take care of the other stuff. I just did this job yeah. in here. I don't have time to fix all this other stuff that's been broken for five years. That was six months ago. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm still feeling the pain. Bring on the pain. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hello. It's 725 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, you know, if you ever miss a uh, Bax and Nagel show or any show uh, here on the Rock 102 Morning Show, you can uh, go to uh, rock102.com, download the daily podcast. It's as simple as the nose on your face. You can listen to it on your phone, uh, your iPad, your smart speaker, uh, your laptop, what have you. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my uh, my guest Celeste Bell, the daughter of 
polystyrene from the uh, 70s punk band uh, in the UK, X-Ray Specs. There's a brand new film coming out, a documentary about her mom that uh, Celeste Bell has co-directed. It's out this week. It's a really, really good documentary. You should check that out. And I got another great one coming up on uh, on Monday. I'll tell you more about that probably either tomorrow or, uh, or Friday. But they're all available on rock102.com. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, hey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had the wrong you know, button. I'm, I'm like had the to, button, but trying didn't to, trying yeah. to interject and trying to talk. And I'm so here sorry. Here we are with the microphone. So up. sorry, my mistake. Your mistake. Should have had a man uh, fix that mistake rather than myself, and you rely on buttons and knobs and tools. Is there a man around here that can fix this stuff? Nope, not around here today. No, not today. no, sir. Not today, he's not here today. The uh, man is gone. <laughs> Comedian Marty Caproni joining us. After 8 o'clock at 727, we have news next on Rock 102. 729 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Uh, no, no, especially cold, okay? The big question on everybody's lips. On their chap lips, on their chap lips is right. Do you think Phil's going to come out and see his shadow? <laughs> Punks and Tony Phil, that's right. Woodchuck chuckers, it's Groundhog Day! Ah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it so is a classic. We're uh, we're waiting. I don't know what uh, what time does this happen? I yeah, thought it was already happened. Like after eight o'clock or something like that. Uh, He's not going to see Jack Squat. It's a overcast day. People are waiting to learn whether the furry critter in Western Pennsylvania will predict an early spring or six more weeks of winter. People will gather at Gobbler's Knob as members of Punxsutawney Phil's inner circle summon him from his tree stump at dawn to learn if he has seen a shadow. So dawn, it must be happening now. Uh, maybe. I, I, well, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. Well, let's see what he Suppose says. Suppose it's time. Uh, prediction made. Six more weeks of winter. Oh. Ah, you son of a bitch. Liar. Yeah, that's what happened. He came out and saw his shadow. And now he got scared and he's going back in. And now we will have six more weeks of winter, like we normally do from February 7th every year. <laughs> In other words, this whole charade has meant nothing to nobody, no how. Why do why I why do we keep? I, I know we asked this before, and I said it's probably a drinking holiday, but I just don't understand why we keep doing this. Because we're simpletons, really. I mean, uh, we we like traditions, even when they make absolutely no sense. Yeah, it's like you know, like yesterday we're talking about you know moving the Super Bowl to Saturday, and how much sense that makes. You know, there's always going to be some people that are going to hold off and say, no, no, it's it's uh, it's got to be Sunday. It's always been Sunday. You can't just move something out of Sunday because you don't like it. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, okay, but, you know, life goes on. Life moves on. I, oh, we blood, should, too. Oh, blood, D, blood, dot. Yes. Yeah. The uh, Springfield police have made an arrest in the January 5th murder of Lashar Garner. According to a statement issued by a police uh, spokesman, oh wait a minute, I'm sorry, Springfield Police representative. Really, that's what a... a spokesperson. Yeah, I know. Ryan Walsh at around 11 a.m. on Monday, January 31st, members of the Springfield Police Warrant Apprehension Unit, Firearms Investigation Unit, and uh, others 
all joined in and uh, arrested. 47-year-old Curtis Stevenson from Springfield. Stevenson was arrested at home on 100 block of Norfolk Street in connection with the shooting death of Garner. Walsh reports that around uh, 6.50 p.m. on January 5th, officers were called to a shot spotter activation on the 100 block of Hayden Avenue. A gunshot victim later identified as Gardner was found near the intersection of Cambridge and Burr Streets and then brought to Bay State, where he later died from his injuries. Stevenson is charged with uh, an arrest warrant, murder, carrying a firearm with a license, and discharging a firearm within 500 feet of a building. But he's fighting that one. Does Ryan Walsh know that, I mean, is that an official change to his title? I gotta bust his balls off. You gotta know. Yeah, yeah. Are you spokesperson? Yeah, what or does are that you the mean? Representative. Well, I mean, if he's not doing all of the speaking for the department, right? He wouldn't be the spokesperson. True, but he is, right? I think so. Being, uh, let's see, for the next five weeks, the Cannabis Control Commission will accept public feedback on the list of municipalities that it considers to have been disproportionately affected by marijuana prohibition as it considers an update. Being on the CCC's official list of disproportionately impacted areas, or the DIA, could benefit a community and its residents in two primary ways. Having uh, lived in a DIA for the last of the 10 years... Uh, is among the criteria that can make an applicant eligible for the CCC's social equity program, and marijuana establishment applicants are asked to present the CCC with a plan for helping disproportionately impacted communities, which often leads to support for community organizations based in DIAs. It's like, how much money are you not getting from the dispensary because you don't live in a town that has one? I'm gathering that's what this is about. Probably. Um... With all the, you know, you'd think the financial problems would be solved with all of the money they claim they make and made and all this other stuff in the last couple of years since this has been legal. Yeah, but you know, there's no such thing as solving all your problems because you added one more thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's it a major thing. I mean, it's it a, ha- yeah, it helps, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's taken a long time. Like the city of Springfield specifically, it's taken a long time before these places were actually up and operating. Yeah. Remember how long the, the licensing process took? Yeah. And we're, and they're still not even at the point where they're up to a full 15 like they talked about. They're still not there. No. I don't know. You think it, they would I, be I'm managing you, it, this money better. It helps. But, you know, it, it, it it's not... It's not the answer to all of our problems. The uh, 22 News I team toured the South Hadley Wastewater Treatment Facility in February of 2021 as part of an investigation into COVID-19 in wastewater. Ooh. Ooh. Right before I think, can you imagine that? The I team. Does your crap stink? We'll find out. <laughs> right before Thanksgiving of 2021, COVID-19 cases began to increase in the U.S. and continued through the holidays into the new year. The surge from the Omicron variant caused long lines at testing centers and hospitals being overrun with cases. In a follow-up, the 22 News I-Team revisited South Hadley to see if their wastewater testing is reflecting what's going on with COVID-19 nationally. And uh, you're going to have to wait to find out <coughs> what, Dom, what Dom, Don Shipman yeah. found in the wastewater treatment plants. Did you do like a like a I-team type of investigation about what's in there? What's mm. going on at that place? Uh, <laughs> we are going to get to the bottom of uh, Bondi's Island. There's Don Chipman. Hey, uh, 
What's what's that floating over there? Well, that's uh, Barry Krieger's career. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Stop! Show well, some respect to saying, Barry's I'm career. Saying, I'm just saying. Come on. Ooh, that's what it looks like when I retire. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Barry's living the life. I'm just busting. I know you're shot. saying it because we love. Hey, we do love him. But uh, yeah, I, uh, that's like you know. Um, when you have these like I team people, like a guy like Don Shipman, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He seems very personable. Sure, but he also doesn't seem like a guy I'd be wanting to hang around with for more than a couple of minutes. Well, you don't know. I mean, our time with Don Shipman has been like just like a matter of seconds. Well, yeah. Again, uh, I'm making this assumption. And I don't really know the man, but I'm just assuming that I probably wouldn't. Uh, you know, we'd be friendly with each other. But I wouldn't, uh, you know, invite him to go hang a garage door with me over the weekend, you know? No, I understand that. Um, but to have somebody come into your workplace, like him, it's kind of like uh, like the chicken hawk, you know? <laughs> with foghorn leghorn. I'm going to get me a chicken. What do you got over here? Uh, back away from me, boy. You bother oh, me. Man, what's all that poo floating around in here? That's disgusting. Ah, <laughs> oh, gross. Is that toilet paper? Ugh, bros, who put that down the thing? Yeah, I, I remember you know, back in the 90s, you know, back when Bondies really used to stink to high hell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've done actually quite a lot of work over there to make sure that uh, you know downtown doesn't smell like, like a disemboweled colon. But, I mean, uh, they used to have these... These investigative reports about you know why it smelled so bad from from Bondi's eye because that would waft man that would I mean that would I mean you used to work off the bridge you know how it oh yeah would stank I mean, over there even uh, some of the years of the Mayflower Marathon depending on the temperature down there oh you like get it, a it, you get a big was, whiff there was one year I believe it was uh, probably 2014 I, I think right uh, that it was like a like a seasonable like an unseasonable type it was very warm down right there and the warmer it got the more stanky oh. it would get but i remember these investigative reports and on 22 and 40 i'm not you know pointing fingers here they would both do it why what is the cause of all that smell at bondi's island are you pointing the stink finger is that the right thing? well you know maybe the uh the cause of the smell might have something to do with the exposed tanks of human waste that uh, are out in the elements that could be too. That was always uh, that was always my feeling. If you had less open stench, you probably wouldn't have such a stink. You know, that's it. It's, it's actually here's an interesting question. What's the COVID rate at the wastewater treatment facility? Like, did everybody eventually get it because you're, it's in the water and you're breathing it around? And... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a fair question. I don't uh, uh, I don't really have a real answer. Well, maybe you should find out, don't you think? Why? Well, For me? I don't know if it's really my responsibility to inform everybody. Tesla is recalling nearly 54,000 cars and SUVs because their full self-driving software lets them roll through stop signs without coming to a complete halt. Is that wrong? You know, I'm thinking about this yesterday. I'm reading this story about, uh, like, everybody expects everything to be perfect. Yes. But, it, again... W- Two Back to the Future references in one show. Ready? Okay. When when Back to the Future Part Two, 
when Marty goes into the future and sees his future self. Right. And they've got all the modern technology of the day, of what the people from 1990 predicted would be the 2015. Right. It's fairly accurate. Some of the things are, I mean, we don't have hoverboards, but we don't have flying cars, but at least, you know, we have video teleconferencing and things Mm -hmm. like that. But uh, those things were causing them problems. Like, it's it's just like anything else. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. You can have a uh, a movie uh, depicting perfection, right? Over this, like many other movies do with technology, but it's it's made by a human. It's gonna fail. It's gonna it's bound to make mistakes. Yeah. It's not gonna fail. What what's happening here? Documents posted Tuesday by the U.S. safety regulators say Tesla will disable the feature with an over-the-internet software update. The rolling stop feature allows vehicles to go through intersections with all-way stop signs up to 5.6 miles an hour. That's pretty damn fast. That's pretty fast. For, you know, it's not one or two miles an hour. It's five, almost six miles an hour. The recall shows that Tesla programmed its vehicles to violate the law in most states where police will ticket drivers for disregarding stop signs. A spokesman for the Governor's Highway Safety Association, which represents uh, state highway safety offices, says uh, he's not aware of any states that allow rolling stops. California rolling stops. Yeah, no, I don't don't think they allow that, but still. Uh, Tesla agreed to recall after two meetings with officials from the National Highway Safety Administration. Tesla said that it knows of no crashes or injuries caused by the feature. Well, they're not going to admit that. I don't, uh, you know, I I know that that company's doing really, really well, but yeah. I I don't really know anybody that has a Tesla. I see them. I see them all over the place. But I don't know them, which makes no, me think are, are, maybe they're just not my kind of people. Well, uh, I think isn't it, how aren't these things expensive? Are these things like really? Expensive? I think uh, some of them are expensive. Sure. Yeah. So it's, maybe that's why. Maybe I. It's more I, of a class thing. And maybe it, I associate with a lower class type of person. And then uh, you know most most people who got money are buying like Porsches and Ferraris and things like that. Yeah, I don't have a lot of those friends either. Well, you see more of those around Longmeadow than you do a Tesla. Well, that's saying. true. You know, well, that's true. I I can't afford one. <laughs> I'm not prepared to go through my life plugging in my car. Just not ready to do that yet. I'm ready to make that leap. To plugging in the car? Plugging the car into the house or, you know, someplace to charge my car. I'm not I'm not ready for that. Well, it's kind of no different than filling up at a gas station. It just doesn't... It. Not everybody is going to be beneficial from an electric vehicle. Because if you need to drive long distances, that's not going to help you out. But if you're just driving back and forth local... That's where it's going to be beneficial yeah. to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm driving many you know, you know long distances lately, but I just you know, the idea of standing around waiting for that thing to charge up doesn't. Mm. Uh, it's not. I'm not feeling that yet. I've seen people, uh, you know, with the diesel engines, they plug in their cars in the winter. Yeah, uh, to yeah. keep the engine block warm. That's, yeah, I'm that's not, a I'm pain not, in the ass too. I'm not ready for this. Don't you want to just get out of the car and uh, you know that's it? Like you don't have to worry about anything. I don't want. Yeah, I just I, I want to get home. I want to get inside. That's it. I don't want to. I don't want to spend uh, like a extra time. You know, plugging my car in. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, internet- I, mean, I still. I, I still feel bad. You can't even get a, a car with a with a with a standard transmission. I kind of. I kind of miss my clutch. I miss the clutch. 
You miss that? I kind of do. There was something kind of fun about driving a clutch. No, that's a pain in the ass. It's not. How are you supposed to uh, smoke your cigarettes and drink your coffee and shift the bees? Well, back then when you could get a, a, a standard transmission vehicle, that's when they still had ashtrays in a car. Yeah. I'm actually glad they don't make those anymore. With the ashtrays? No, they shift the, the manual transmission. I don't know. They kind of liked it. Well, to yeah. me, it kind of felt like you were actually driving the car like as opposed race, to the car is driving you. Like a race car. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to be uh, Mario Andretti, didn't you? Is that so wrong? Yes. Why? You can't do that driving down uh, the streets of Rehoboth. No, you well, they are with a lot of winding roads and stuff. Internet trolling is when you intentionally post things on social media that you know people will get angry about. So they'll come, then they'll come back at you, and you can mess with them some more. Have you ever trolled somebody online? Maybe. A new study found uh, more of us do it than you might expect. Someone polled thousands of Americans in all 50 states, and overall 17% admitted to trolling someone in the past. That's about one in six people. They also looked at where those Internet trolls live, and it turns out in some states uh, they're more likely to do it or at least admit to it. Number one in the rankings were West Virginia, where 27% of people admit they've trolled someone before. I guess if you're going to get trolled, it's going to be by somebody from West Virginia. I suppose. But I also know of uh, someone uh, very close to me who uh, is a regular troll of certain people. Oh, really? I don't know who that would be. <laughs> By the way, thanks for the screenshot I gotta, yesterday. I laughed can, real hard. Can, can I talk about that? I don't see why not. I should talk about that. Speaking of internet trolls, this is kind of why I brought it up. <laughs> so yesterday, I'm online, right? Right. And uh, I see uh, another radio host in the area posting yeah he try he gets he gets people to you know uh interact with him um you know by asking questions we do it too we, we sure we're not we're not we're not immune to that kind of thing no but uh he said and i will uh i'll quote this to you i texted this to you right you so did I can just easily find this he says uh <laughs> You know you're from Massachusetts when you dot, dot, dot. And it's trying to get people to, to interact. And right. I wrote, hear Baxton O'Brien in the morning. Ah! <laughs> wow. Did, uh, did he respond to that? There has not been a response to that, but. Has it been taken down? No, but <laughs> it did get one of the most liked comments on that group. That's what I love oh, doing about that. Man, that's hilarious. There was another time uh, where he uh, <laughs> he wrote something, <laughs> and he wrote, uh, "What's the most embarrassing thing you own?" <laughs> and I wrote a Kellogg Crew T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's uh, if I didn't know any better, times. I'd say that's almost insensitive. Good, good time. That's fun Your stuff. Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew <laughs> Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. I drink it every morning. You look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, not so nice, but still warm. High of 43, but rain and then changing over to freezing rain. 
by evening time. It's uh, 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Are you looking for some good news? Hayes and Hack. Classic Rock. It's uh, 8.08. What the heck is going on here? I don't know. We keep uh, pumping in and out for some reason. Uh, all and right. uh, the Black Crows on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, not so nice, uh, but still warm. High of 43 and rain and then freezing rain and then a whole mess load of crap for the weekend. It's 30 in downtown Springfield. The last time we had uh, Marty Caproni in the studio, he had literally had nothing going on in his life at all. <laughs> nothing but an empty schedule. <laughs> the, the most, the most de- depressing calendar you've ever seen. And now he's going to be at the Red Roof Inn. In, uh, <laughs> Just in the lobby. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, he's, he's he's being booked all over the place. It's good yeah. to see you. Good to see you. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. What's Nagel, the- good to see you as well. Sorry, but you're behind me, so I can't see you. Right no now. problem, man. That's, that's all right. right. But Usu- um, That's usually where I am with you. But it's uh, it's true. I think back in November, the last time we saw you, I think you were appearing at some, uh, <laughs> you know, some some car wash or you know, elderly housing somewhere. <laughs> That's this business, you know what I mean? I think I was doing like the back room of a brewery with Tom Cotter. I was opening for Tom. <laughs> and that, that's and that's uh, that would have been a good gig under most circumstances. Uh, yeah, but, sure. But I'm looking at your schedule now, man. I mean, you're going everywhere. You're going to Stafford Springs. <laughs> that's third. That's tomorrow. Seasons campground. So you're right, Bex. It, it's really I'm, yeah. I'm 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 on my way up. It's exploding, is what it is. <laughs> So, no. but you, are you, are you now? You've been. You were telling me before we went on the air. You're doing a lot of stuff with uh, Vic uh, Tibetano. Yeah, Tibetano. I keep the bread and milk guy. Yes, the bread yeah. and milk guy on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I've been, he's awesome. Yeah, I've been opening for Vic, and uh, I just signed with his management group and everything. So finally, uh, something happened in, in the career front. I'll be uh, opening for him at the Fox uh, Theater at Foxwoods the end of the month, and the Wilbur in Boston. Um, things things have started to pick up finally after all this, you know. So. Wow. He's going right. to drive a real hard bargain with you guys. Next time I come in, my manager he's going to he's going to demand two iced coffees. So Ooh, listen, two. Yeah. listen, you're lucky you got. Yeah. We're lucky we allowed the, you to do, buy one do, for yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say two that you need to purchase for yourself, right? Yeah, you, I, I'm shot out of a can. I don't normally drink coffee, but I'm I'm drinking it just to give the guy who's working down at the Bondi's Island uh, the waste treatment plant <laughs> and, and a little extra work this week, yeah. a little homework. On while, the while they're testing for COVID, they get a nice shot of espresso in there. You, too. you know, everyone's yeah. talking about frontline workers. You know, we got to thank all the frontline workers. That's like. Like as front line as you get, really. You know? It is, but more like the back line. Dig, <laughs> digging into everyone's poo to see what the corona rates are. <laughs> um, you know, years ago, yeah, you know, like yeah, like some uh, like some companies will make like a like a like a jacket with a logo on it, mm. or you know, everyone gets a pencil with their company name on it. Years ago, as a gag, the folks at Bondi's Island were actually selling for charity. Nutty chocolate bars. I swear to, it's absolutely true. They're like like crunch bars. When you you chomped into them, it kind of like chomped right back at you. You know when I, when uh, when my brother was born, my father was a, a union crane operator for forty one years. Right. And when my brother was born, he was working on the basketball hall of fame or whatever, right on the highway. He left a huge sign up that said, "It's a boy." was born when i was born he did nothing he didn't even go to the hospital and i always asked him why and he said well i was working on bondi's island so if you wanted me to hang a huge sign that said it's a boy over a over a pit of uh, fecal matter yeah i could have done that so i was like all right well probably not you know but uh, somebody put a baby in here yeah <laughs> we better start digging right away yeah you know one of the things that i did do i pulled a trick on everybody when the mgm got announced that they were going to build a casino the original one you know when they showed you the nice plans and it looked like uh, this it had beautiful giant tower yeah it was a yeah. Giant tower and everything, and then the last day they switched it, and they were like, "We're just going to make a metal warehouse and yeah. put uh, three three slot machines and four Ukrainian hookers in it." 
Shell, um, here's the shell of a Home Depot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some slots. Yes, <laughs> before they pull that old switcheroo, right. um, I uh, I went on Facebook and I created an elaborate uh, fake news article that said that they were going to be placing the uh, resort casino on the luxurious Bondi's Island. They were going to redo it and put a beachfront in. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to do anything, but I like, got like I don't know, thirty thousand views or something like that. Everyone was commenting, "I like, we can't. Who's going to swim on Bondi's Island?" <laughs> I know a guy who uh, who fishes near there. And oh. he eats the fish out of there, and I'm like, "That's where all the poo comes yeah, that's, out. That's where the you catch." Three-eyed trout. Yeah, I, I don't know where uh, if you'd want to be eating the fish out of the Connecticut River near that. That's where you catch like a bass and it has a baby arm growing out of its head. <laughs> you know, it's the Bondi's Island brownfish. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Um, well, I mean, listen, if people are willing to fight over steak at a at a at a Golden Corral, they might be willing to have a fecal-infested trout once in a while on a plate. You know. So- Everyone bags on the Golden Corral. I actually went. I finally went to the Golden Corral, and I got to tell you, it was lovely, except for the giant puddle of vomit I had to step over <laughs> in the parking lot on my way in to eat unlimited steak. Oh, was the chocolate fountain down? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> now, as a comedian, uh, what's your take on this whole Joe Rogan situation? Oh, you know, I was going to laugh at you guys because, you know, on the way in, I hear back saying they should move the Super Bowl to Saturday. And I'm like, what are you trying to do? Just take out my work, you know? Why don't I come on and plug everyone to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast every morning from six to ten? <laughs> Thanks, Bex. But, well, because it's available all day long. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, you know, here's the thing, man. I. I uh, everyone's treating him like he's a journalist, but no one's treating journalists like they should. They have a job to do. You know what I mean? Like he's just having conversations. I, I, look, he's, a, he's he says it himself, so I'm not being a jerk. He's an idiot. He's like me. We're you know. We're this is what we do for a living, right? So he's he's a smart guy, but he's having these conversations and everything. And I got to be honest, uh, there we're holding comedians now to a higher standard than we're holding politicians <laughs> and reporters. No, yeah. You know, well, because they what they have to say means more, right? Right. right. Well, yeah, it's, more, it's more important if, you, if you're going for real like real news and information. If you're not going down the comedy road, you're just not doing yourself <laughs> enough research. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can you know you can trust what I say probably more than the average politician at this point. I think you know. So. Probably, probably, but you know, it's like you know, it, it's easy for Neil Young to threaten to to uh, to boycott not when you've just sold 150 million dollars of your of your publishing rights. It, it, it's very easy to walk away from. Listen, I, I love Neil Young's music, but yeah. what an idiot, right? I mean, uh, do you remember? I mean, that's what the hit. The, I think he was at Woodstock, right? Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young weren't they at Woodstock? Yeah, that was yeah. back. In, that shows you that generation is just the worst, the worst generation. <laughs> You know what I mean? That guy was sitting there like, you know, we're here fighting the government, man. We're fighting censorship, bro. And then he's like, I'm taking my ball and going home. I don't want all my he's this guy's saying something I don't like. So I want to take it. Keep on rocking in the free world. Indeed. You know, (laughs) he's super pro vaccine. Wrote a song called "The Needle and the Damage Done," you but, know. But, <laughs> but, but but all he did was just start a conversation. The, nothing happened. I mean, and he's not powerful enough. He doesn't have enough pull on his. You know, he, I think he was hoping yeah. that it would, you know, uh, start this firestorm of all these artists to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got what, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Wow, good, good for yeah. you. Could you get a couple more well, irrelevant ju- people? Somebody just sent me a, a <laughs> meme that says, "Breaking news: Randy Watson from Sexual Chocolate has pulled his music from Spotify." <laughs> well, this morning they were reporting that Graham Nash pulled his music. Now oh, that's gonna well, now that, that Spotify yeah, a lot. Yeah. 
you know, if they can really get Fog Hat on board, I think they're going to get some momentum. <laughs> you know, yeah. How how does how does that make you feel as an artist that after uh, this career spanning fifty years of writing these great songs and everything, the the linchpin for you being able to get something done is whether or not Taylor Swift agrees with you. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Because if she pulled all her music, right. then yeah. it would be the end of Spotify. Right. Probably. Exactly. Marty Caproni is in the uh, in the studio with us. Um, Had a couple of uh, celebrity deaths over the last month: uh, Meatloaf and Betty White and Bob Saget and uh, Louis Anderson. And Howard, Howard yeah. Hessman just died the yeah. other weekend. The Louis Anderson one. It, I mean, I've I've met Louis Anderson as a, a guy I interviewed really early in, in in my career. Yeah. And I said this on the air, and I and I and I will I will die on this hill. He was one of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Great, without, without a doubt. Great. Uh, everyone who ever met him said he's the greatest guy. I ended up on the phone with him one night. Someone um, gave me his phone number and was like. I was like, I'm not going to call him. And they're like, I'll call him. He's my buddy. I ended up on the phone. He, he sat and talked to me for a little bit and everything. Degenerate gambler. You know, uh, I think he'd want that noted. He used to be a degenerate gambler. <laughs> he lost uh, $80,000 in a card game one time, and he, he realized he had a line of credit at a Vegas casino on a flight from L.A., went to Vegas, and uh, gambled straight through 16 hours and made $110,000 off of $2,000 and uh, paid his debt. Jesus. And put thirty grand in his pocket. Yeah, try that at MGM. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck with good that. Luck. Yep. The, the the gamble at, M- at MGM is making it from the parking garage into the casino with your life. <laughs> that's the that's the big gamble there. But no, but he he really was a very very sweet guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, just like so much so that you know, like, thirty years later, I'm still saying, my God, what a really nice guy he yeah. was. <laughs> well, you you guys are it's fun. You guys take me and you're like, listen, let's let's be funny and have fun. You're like, let me tell you about. Uh, co-worker of yours who's dead uh let's, <laughs> right. let's talk about that i what i wanted to talk to you guys about was the tom brady stuff i know you guys talked about it earlier this morning yeah uh what's your take uh, what's your take on this what do you what do you well i feel like he's an ungrateful bastard who's uh, made all his money from patriots fans and doesn't even thank them in his retirement statement only to retweet something by robert Kraft later on going yeah, thanks guys uh, and my take would be, uh, as an old man, this is the first of the many brain farts he's about to experience in his life. So if he forgets the Patriots mm. one day, I'm I'm sure it's uh, it's uh, it's no big deal. He'll be forgetting his keys and his glasses on his head <laughs> in no time. With we- that concussion syndrome? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, here's my take. And, and, and don't take that. Nagel, I love you, but uh, you're an idiot. Now, let me explain why. <laughs> Well, you're not the first person to ever tell me. <laughs> Let me explain. Well, the first person, all second that moment. All right. these people are upset that he didn't. He didn't mention us in our retirement speech. They're all upset, as though giving you six Super Bowl victories wasn't enough. He retired from the Bucks. He already left the Patriots. They pushed him out the door. It wasn't his fault he left, right? Right. They pushed him out the door. He said uh, thank you when he left. He's retiring from the Bucks right now. That's all he was doing. He didn't he didn't mention his his previous uh coworkers and his previous fans and everything. Everyone's all We I this kid last night was telling me he's like, "We made him." Uh, what do you mean, "we"? What do you mean, we? We didn't do anything. Yeah, we we, we, we watched him make us. Yeah, you, you, the kid was 20 years old. I was like, what were you, two years old in diapers, coaching him on the sidelines? <laughs> he, he, he didn't. He, he, the kid said, well, I, I watched all the games with my dad. Well, I'm sure he appreciated that. It didn't do anything for him. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is an angel. He really is an angel. All right? I mean, he, he, he changed our culture in New England. We went from being... The region of losers to the city of champions, brah. You know, right? And 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 everyone's talking about how how uh, we we did this. 
we, you know, where you were eating wings and, and dipping pizza and ranch sauce, watching <laughs> watching the game, you were really sacrificed. That guy's gnawing on fig bark and drinking uh, these crazy protein drinks for the last 20 <laughs> years of his life, can't even enjoy a slice of pizza. I'm going to tell you, when the day comes that I, I retire, and I mentioned this before, uh, when I have to uh, give my retirement speech at my at the banquet, they'll be here <laughs> sure. throwing me. Uh, the last people I'm going to uh, acknowledge was the guy who first hired me in my first job out of college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, that would never happen. The program director who let you go during a commercial break, you didn't mention him in your speech? That's no, terrible. No. He, he- Everything yeah, back. How, how dare I not acknowledge his his kindness towards me? I, well, I expect at least a thank you, New England, for all the support, all the stupid hats and jerseys I bought over the years. You're such a baby. The cups. You're such a grown baby, like all these other guys. The free crappy tickets we have for season tickets here at Rock uh, I mean, 102. He did. I mean, he walked it back. I mean, he did. He did later in the day acknowledge the Patriots. He, I mean, that's it's not as like, a one-off. As a, as a oh yeah, thanks. By the way, thanks for uh, you know, you're, time. you're writing an eight-page Instagram account, uh, uh, Instagram post. You're gonna forget some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know who's you know who's really stressed out over is is Bob Kraft. You know what I mean? And and that poor guy's gonna have to go to three Asian massage parlors this week just to make up for it. <laughs> well, he'd be under a lot yeah. of stress because of this. You know that story got buried in the rug. You didn't see? Hey, when Bob when they won the last Super Bowl, Bob Bob didn't get up there and thank the lady at the Asian massage parlor. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't thank everybody in your life. Are you guys sponsored by the Patriots? Is this the official radio station of the Patriots? It, it is, oh. but it's it's off season now. Oh, good. Well, this is probably a bad time to mention that I'll be headlining uh, the comedy scene at Patriots Place <laughs> March third yeah, and fourth. Right, now. Sure, right. It's booked now. Yeah. Are you gonna thank everybody that made your career yeah, eventually yeah. when you leave this? Uh- forsaken town it's like i always said you know that's the worst thing like it, god forbid i ever get any traction in this stupid career you know what i mean then you got to stand up there and thank all these people like i'd like to thank all those people who supported me like now were, were you with me when i was doing the american legion hall in russell with uh with yeah. steve nagel yeah, no. were you there when i got food poisoning because i had mac and cheese that had been left out for for eight hours and i was the last guy to eat the yeah. thing after everyone's hands were in it yeah were you there when you almost got beat up by some racist guy at uncle larry's tavern <laughs> out in Beckett 10 years ago. Still love that gig. I'd yeah. still go back tomorrow. <laughs> what, wait a minute. What what happened there? Yeah. Uh, years ago, uh, because I lived up in the hills, uh, there was a, the guy who owned the Uncle Larry's Tavern out there said, yeah. hey, we should do a comedy show out here. And actually, it was a great crowd. I mean, when you got people that never have entertainment, that's, you they, know, they, 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 they were good. The yeah. Uh, but it was just, I think it was just a little different than Marty, what Marty was used to. You know, we, the- we had one heckler who was like six, five and I'm not, I'm not lying. He picked up some of the bumper of someone's car out of a snowbank to help him get out. That's how, that's how big this guy was. And he sat right in the front and all he did was heckle with his girlfriend and making fun. Like he was giving all the other comedians a hard time. I said, Nagel, put me up. I started going into this guy and the guy goes, ah, We'll see what happens now. There's only one exit out of here. And I looked around. I was like, hey, listen, nobody tell this guy what all those red signs are over all these doors. <laughs> There's like eight exits out of this place. You know, this guy can't read. It's not his fault that he went to the Beckett school system. Well, he only knew one way out of here. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, that gig, that gig for, in, in, you know, we talk about our nightmare gigs. Because he only gets thrown out of one door <laughs> right, at a right. time. That gig was one of my most fun nightmare gigs, you know. I've had some real sad ones, but that one was <laughs> that was a special one. Even for you, Nagel, that was a special well, one. Well, I get you all the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we can we can find a bar room where we're only making door money. 
Oh yeah, I seen uh, I seen you guys doing one at the Moose Lodge in my town in uh, in Chicopee. Where? I did, I didn't do that one. Oh, you didn't do I, that I one. I wound up uh, not being able to do it. Uh, it was uh, Pat Oates and was it Pat Oates? Yeah, Pat I think Oates it was Oates. Christine yeah. Blinn. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the one that they did. Yeah. What, what happened? Oh no, it was, uh, it was Tim McKeever. That's who it was. Oh, my buddy Tim. Yeah. yeah, Tim and I started together. We used to drive to all the awful open mics together and 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 do all that stuff. I sh- I, I suppose when I retire. Thank him too as well. Put him on my list. <laughs> well, but, but, but those, on your eight-page Instagram yeah. post. But those particular shows, those are fundraiser shows. That was for, uh, I believe, the Soldiers' Home was what that was. Those are those are the ones that you're always going to get like a decent amount of people come out and be invested in a show. I'm talking about the shows that you and I used to do, where we'd go out there and go. Hey everybody! There's a comedy show tonight. Even though nobody knows it's happening, surprise. we want five dollars from you. It's the surprise pop up. I think that's what I'm doing on Thursday. Yeah. I think that's what I'm doing tomorrow in Stafford. Is a surprise comedy show. People just come for dinner, and then there's a crazy guy on stage with a mic yelling at him the whole time. So it's always nice, you know. That's good. That's the yeah. way to do. Just add the five dollar surcharge to the meal. That's, just, that's it. Just as fun as doing the Wilbur Theater. Can you hang out for a while? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Awesome, love to. Right, man. Comedian Marty Caproni. It's uh, eight twenty five on Rock one hundred two. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it is time for news, and it's brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield, or ServioLocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. I should also point out that Marty Caproni is still in the studio. Hey, you know what today is. Happy to be here. What's that? It's Groundhog Day! <laughs> okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not Harley. And you know you can expect hazardous travel later today. We know that big thing coming in there, like a blizzard. Oh, especially cold today. Big question on everybody's lips. On their chap lips. That's right. Do you think Phil's going to come out and see a shadow? Punk's Donnie Phil. That's right. Woodchuck Chuckers, it's Groundhog Day! Do you practice that all year, Nagel? Well, you know, I've been doing it for so many years. It's the same thing. Like every 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 holiday that comes around, like the St. Patrick's Day, we start do we do the uh, ship it up to Boston, or we do the unicorn song. Yeah, whiskey in a we always sing whiskey in a jar. Yeah, That's always ah, jar. yeah, right, sure. It's it's uh, it's good stuff, man. You get you get kind of used to doing the same thing over and over. Again. Can you can you as part of your weather report? By the way, yeah. oh, I should point out that it's thirty nine, and uh, that's a balmy uh, thirty nine that we have. Uh, I just wanted to say, because all my friends, if they're listening down in Florida, if they're streaming, I just did shows down there, and, uh, you know, as soon as it starts snowing here, they started sending me pictures of the palm trees and everything, and uh, I really, I, I hate, I want to say I hate them all, and uh, and I don't need them as fans, and, uh, you know, they, they always do that, but while I was down there, I got a tornado, so everyone in my hotel was, like, uh, in the lobby, and I just said, you know, you can make fun of us for having snow, but you can't shovel away a tornado, so, you know, well, good, that's luck, true. good luck with that. But um, Well, you can shovel away the aftermath. Do we know if the <laughs> groundhog... shovel. Yeah. Do we know if the groundhog saw its shadow? Yes, it did. It's, so there will be six more weeks. I thought it did. That's why we're at six weeks. No, you. if it sees its shadow, it gets scared, and then it goes back in. Oh, well, and, and he saw it. Yeah, I think we should it? add a new component to this. Is that if it sees its shadow, or if it and it says there's six more weeks, they should immediately pitch it out onto the interstate right in front of a semi, you know, and get a new groundhog. <laughs> that's a good call for the that's, next year. That's a good uh, good point of view. Yeah, we don't like what you said. Yeah, so we're gonna kill you. Yeah. Well, they did that. There was that. Uh, Punks of Tony Phil is the most famous one, but th- these things are happening all across the country. One of them was in Milltown, New Jersey, and the thing died the other day. So they canceled all of the uh, the festivities surrounding Groundhog Day. Was it a groundhog that died? It was. It was uh, I think Milltown something. Milltown, New Jersey mm-hmm. was there. Uh, I didn't even know they had a groundhog. In, I, 
The only ones I heard of was the one in Long Island a few years ago that Bill de Blasio killed when he dropped it. <laughs> that, if, there, if there could have been a, if there could have been a, a more failure as a mayor, right? Uh, well, well, if there it could, it could have been a more symbolic way of how he was going to manage the city for the next four <laughs> years after that, that would have been a good indicator. Well, you know, uh, the thing to keep is uh, no matter what this rodent sees in uh, in, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. spring begins on March 20th one way or another. <laughs> it, it's it's not really going to change because he uh, he's it's 46 days away from right this very moment. Uh, it's going to happen no matter what. So I don't think we should be really focusing on the 39% accuracy of, of an oversized rodent that never sees the light of day until February. How great would it be, though, if it turns out that rodent is, super, is so accurate it's better than Doppler radar and you just have... <laughs> Scott Cohen or whoever does your weather or whatever, right. just driving around with a giant groundhog on his roof of his van. Right. Yeah, we could do that. Or you, yeah. fi- or you find out that Punxsutawney Phil has got some sort of seasonal affective <laughs> disorder and, and a light sensitivity because of the medication he's on. And it's just depressed. <laughs> it's just like the rest of us depressed. That's right. He's got a he's got a skin condition. Can't be out in the elements for more than like three seconds at a time. It's go ahead. It's a middle aged groundhog. You know, it's kind of like me. I was saying that to somebody the other day. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's too dark for you guys, but uh, I, I, it's pretty dark. But like, I feel as I get older, I'm not suicidal. But as I as I get older, I just care less about living. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought of this the other day. That's pretty dark. Like, I, dark. Used, yeah. I used to go to a restaurant when I was young in my 20s and 30s, and I would sit with my back against the wall so I could see the door, just in case someone came in with a gun or something. I could jump up in my head like some sort of Jason Statham and rip the gun out of their hand and save everybody. Yeah. And now, you know, I find I sit in the first table closest to the door with my back facing the door, just hoping if someone comes in with a gun, they shoot me in the back of the head first, just so the rest of these yeah. people know that they mean business. <laughs> <laughs> That's my contribution. My, and my you outlook on life is... That's it. Nice That's and it. painless. Yeah, my outlook on life has changed drastically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all thanks to stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who might remember me as a, uh, as a optimistic uh, you know, man about town, let, let's sit down and talk that out a little bit. <laughs> That's my little gem for all of you on your morning drive into yeah, work. There you go. Remember, uh, we were, uh, years ago when they, when they uh, you know, there was this big thing. Yeah, we always get outraged about something on social media. You oh. know, there's, and, and, and it, it'll go around for a few weeks until it dies out. One of them was the uh, the gun rights, and there was this post going around about a guy. I st- behind, I stand behind you at a grocery store. You, oh, are no, you know, you you're not aware of <laughs> my super- prowess. You know, and he's and, and and the whole thing is a narrative of how if there were a shooting breakout, this guy who's got a concealed carry. Would be Rambo and save yeah. the day, right? And would save your life too. So don't take my gun away. More, more, more fantasy than anything. The, yeah. the reality of that is someone will be like, "Give me your money." They have a knife. That guy pulls out a gun, misses that guy, shoots you in the head, <laughs> shoots the barista. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just just lays waste to the whole place. It's like I tried to do. I tried to do my best. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you do hear stories of how, you, and you see video of how successful somebody can be. Who's you know who's who's has a concealed carry permit, but those instances are far less yeah. than what you're talking. What would actually happen yeah. in a situation? Well, like you that. know, to your point with the Facebook thing, I I had stopped using my Facebook and my Instagram a lot because 
once they started this metaverse crap and everything, I'm like, this is getting too evil. You know, I don't want to support it. And the first thing that uh, my new manager says is, we got to get you up on Facebook more often. You need to be posting funny videos. <laughs> I should tell all your people, please follow me on Instagram. It's Marty, C-A-P-R-O-N-I is my last name. I, 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 he, they want to increase my social media following, but I, I was so dejected. You remember how good we had it in 2019 that all we had to do was fight on Facebook? You know, we didn't have like real problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you remember the last big fight we had before the pandemic? It was where transgender people peed. Do you remember that? Everyone's sitting around like, I don't want them peeing next to my kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like that was a problem. Like trans people make up like 0.03% of the population. Everyone's acting like there's an epidemic of just trans people kicking in bathroom doors, peeing all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> and everyone's like, I don't want them peeing next to my kid. Sudden, as soon as the pandemic hit, we had real problems. All that went away. You know, as soon as you as soon as you were staring at a pile of Wendy's recycled paper napkins to try to wipe yourself because you couldn't get toilet paper, <laughs> then you didn't care. <laughs> then if RuPaul showed up at your house with a 12 pack of Charmin, you're like, please move in. Take the room next to my kids. I, Ru, it's good to have you here. Listen, for a guy who's got uh, two daughters, I can tell you how many times I've brought two girls into a men's room to to a stall because. That's what the stalls are for. Yeah, for you know, privacy. For, for the privacy thing. It's not like, you know, uh, some random dudes walking up to him in the in the who looks like. You yeah. Know. And yeah, once you get to a certain age, you go to the stall anyway because you just want to play in your phone. By the way, I have that text for the gun thing. You want me to read it? Sure. I stand behind you in line at the store with a smile on my face and a gun under my shirt, and you are none the wiser. Yet you are safer for having me next to you. I won't shoot you. My gun won't pull its own trigger. It is securely holstered with the trigger covered. It just can't go off. However, rest assured that if a lunatic walks into the grocery store and pulls out a rifle, I will draw my pistol and protect myself and my family and therefore protect you and your family. I may freeze up. I may pee my pants. I may get shot before I can pull the trigger, but I will not die in a helpless, blubbering heap on the floor begging for my chife or my child's life. I won't be that victim. I choose not to be. As for you, I don't ask you to carry a gun. If you are not comfortable, then please don't. But I would like to keep my right to choose to not be a helpless victim. There is evil in the world, and if evil has a gun, I want one too. <laughs> That, All right. that guy neglects to – he should have put a line in there. I will also be the guy drinking the 12-pack of Bush Light yeah, with my yeah, gun, yeah, shooting right, it up course. in the air. Of course, yeah. if, he shoots, if he accidentally shoots the barista as collateral damage <laughs> and we're all standing in line for our coffee, then there's going to be real problems. Uh, it's just uh, – it's a little, a little over the top, I would think. Uh, Southwick Police Chief Robert Landis <laughs> said Monday that the most recent wave of the COVID-19 pandemic – Hit the department pretty hard with lots of his officers coming down sick with the virus. At this point, he told the select board members the department is largely past the outbreak, but it had an impact on staffing and overtime. And even in a normal year, the department usually outspends its overtime account by the spring. Landis told the board that the annual overtime budget has consistently been, been between 20000 and 30000 below what it uh, ends up needing by the end of the year. He said uh, each year the overtime line item is typically given 2% increase but that overtime funds are usually uh, hit their limit by spring. Basically, he's saying, you better prepare for the worst because we're going to need a lot more money for overtime now. How, how, did it, how did it hit the department hard? Doesn't Southwick have like three cops? <laughs> I think they actually it's a small have. small town. <laughs> no, they, they actually have a decent. I mean, you have a large area to cover, and that town is there's a lot of people moving to that town. You know, they, 
it's becoming less of a rural area and more of the pop-up neighborhoods all over the place. Yeah. So a lot more people are moving there. And so, the, yeah, you have to increase the staff that you have. Uh, look at look at Wikipedia over here. Steve ruining my joke. Uh, I, <laughs> all right, let's let's pretend <laughs> there's only two or three cops in Southwick yeah. for, the, for the point of a setup. No, no. Marty, go on. No, it's fine. It's fine. You well, know? They, they also they patrol the Congamon Lakes. That's true. That's true. So they and, need, and now he's saying they're needed, they need a new boat for next year. The current boat is 37 years old. <laughs> Everyone using COVID for an excuse to get whatever they want. Yeah. This COVID is hard. We need a new shiny boat, really. Oh, matter the thirty-seven-year-old one we gave you isn't good enough. You want a new boat to rescue people? Get out of our town, chief. Do people still go on the Congamon Lakes? Yeah, they do. Well, do they really? Some, yeah, some of them don't last very long. But yeah. no, not all of them. Lakes. Yeah, no. Do. In fact, they were they were talking. Weren't they talking about adding extra docks or like a like a or larger docks out there yeah, so like they a, could add like another. 70 or 80 boats yeah like a giant uh marina seems like a, like a great idea every time i pick up the paper in the summer there's someone running over some water skier on congamon like we need 80 more boats that's a good idea I, I i don't know if i've ever been where i didn't see someone who was absolutely plowed yeah because that's just what uh, that's that's, that's what, what you safe do. boating is all about that's what you do that's <laughs> what you're supposed to the cops can't make you get out and walk a straight line on the water you know what i mean so everyone that's you know i know i mean the last time i was on a boat even on the connecticut river there was i know you're not supposed to be drinking but i'm pretty sure we had two coolers of booze with us <laughs> well that's the only way to enjoy boating responsibly is by drinking yes you can't enjoy a nice day on the water without a cool beverage in your hand. And when the captain of the ship says, hey, could you grab me another one? I just finished these first three. Then you know, okay, maybe we might, might not get home in time. No one says, that's irresponsible, you guys. We have to safe boat. I can't give you another truly or whatever they're drinking. <laughs> Uh, we are about 9% of the way through 2022. How about that? How about that? Uh, okay. So a new poll asked people how the year was going for them so far, and most of us, uh, it's so-so. 11% said it's great, 26% said it's good, and 41% said it's okay. Only 5% said they didn't really know yet. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but this hasn't really started off all that great. No, it hasn't be really been that great of a year. We, yeah. uh, we both got COVID. Both got COVID. I got a, my, my knee. Ashed up. I got uh, I mean, AFib. I got, I, I got everything going wrong yeah. with me right now. You guys are falling apart over here. Well, just... I'm falling apart. He only, you know, you know, he just needed, you know, I got the COVID. underbody flush right. or something like that. You got I, it too. I got it right. Yeah, that's how I rang in the new year. I, I had to cancel my New Year's shows because I had COVID. You know. Oh, we probably had it at the same time. Yeah. But I was happy to get it out of the way. You know, I was tired of living my life like it was a horror movie and COVID was behind a door with a knife every time. You know, I I do the shows. I want to shake people's hands and take pictures after. You know, I, I wanted to get COVID on purpose. I was going to drive to Foxwoods and just start licking slot machine handles until I got it, <laughs> just so that I could go back to a regular balance of life, yeah, you know? That's a smart approach. Yeah, yeah. But I got it right before I went to Florida, which was perfect. That's what he did. Yeah, it was the best. Well, I went I down to Florida. Even, I, I didn't even get to Florida. Oh. I had to cancel my vacation because I came down with the COVID-19. Yeah, two days before he was about to hit, hit yeah. the flight. Florida was crazy. That's a crazy state. Those people, they kind of nailed it, though. They never stopped. You know what I mean? All, all, we were all scared at our house. I was like that. You know, don't leave the house. You know, all that stuff. Those guys down there, they don't care. We sold out shows. You know, they're sitting on each other's lap. They, they, they're like the opposite, though. Like Florida and California, somewhere in between, there's the common sense thing. You know, California is like stay in your house business don't talk to anybody blah 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 
and meanwhile, the governor goes out to dinner, you know, no mask, whatever else, you know, the guy's a <laughs> trash bag. Anyways, but down in Florida, they're the opposite. They're like, if you see a newborn and it, uh, and it doesn't have COVID, uh, by law, you have to go up to it and lick, lick the baby if you have COVID. You know what I mean? You're like, what? 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 I didn't realize state-supported baby? baby licking was, was allowed in many states, especially down in the south. If there was a place, it would be Florida. How about that? Uh, let's see. Uh, a man accused of intentionally driving the wrong way on Las Vegas 215 Beltway told the judge that the ghost of NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Sr. to do it. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> 51-year-old Daniel Assef faces charges of attempted murder, driving under the influence and deadly and battery with a deadly weapon after the vehicle crashes uh, reported January 28th in the area of Lake North Drive and Fort Apache Road in a court hearing on... Tuesday afternoon. Asef uh, told Judge Ann Zimmerman that Earnhardt's ghost told him to drive the wrong way on the freeway in order to get the mayor's attention and bring NASCAR back to Las Vegas. <laughs> this guy's a hero. Right. Yeah. I, absolutely. He would have been a hero if he had gotten uh, racing back in Las Vegas. That's yeah. the best defense I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> you, can you imagine sitting around with your lawyer trying to strategize? He's like, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go with the uh, Dale Earnhardt ghost yeah. uh, defense. That's great. Well, uh, well, even, even the lawyer goes, listen, if they don't think you're bat crap crazy after this, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to think. But, man, I'm driving the wrong way down the highway. And I swear, I prayed to the baby Jesus. And I'm like, baby Jesus, how are we getting NASCAR back in Las, Las Vegas? And he said, listen, I'm going to channel through you the greatest driver of all time, <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Sr. <laughs> you know what? Kid's never going to win another race because he keeps pulling over at turn three to leave flowers. I, I have so many Dale Earnhardt jokes I want to do right now, but tomorrow I'm at a campground and I'd like to get out of there alive. That's like, insult, that's like insulting their pope. He was, yeah, he was unsuccessful, by the way, in bringing the NASCAR back to Las, oh, Las Vegas. Oh, because they yeah. couldn't subpoena Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, Depends on what your definition of success is. I would oh, say this. He drove better than Dale Earnhardt Jr. did. Yeah, kidding. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today. <laughs> Sorry, too dark, too dark. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what it is? It was like that two-second delay. I had to that for a second, and then I laughed. <laughs> Very good, Mark. It's uh, going to be a high of 44 today. Tomorrow, not so nice. Uh, rainy and then freezing rain by late afternoon into the evening, and a high of 43. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah.